listening to the Apollo Podcast Network. Podcast episode, I guess 101 because uh, I don't know how Zoom works. Apparently, <laughs> the lost tapes got another. The lost, one. lost tapes got another one. We haven't we haven't had a lost tape in a long time, but uh, you can find our Uncharted review on YouTube, and it, like I guess if you're wearing AirPods, it'll be fine. But it sounded like I was talking and like I was being smothered, like I was being taken out, and. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it sounded like I was talking into a pillow. Go see uh, Uncharted and then go on YouTube and listen to the Lost Tapes. That is a gem of an episode. That episode is now a collector's item. So yeah. congratulations. Congratulations, Internet. NFT. <laughs> um, we were joined by Marcus Brent. We were talking the Batman. The Batman. Um, not just not Batman, but the Batman. Anyway um interesting title yeah but batman he's not beginning it's not middle or end. Batman. he's not rising so we're not talking batman. about jim carrey's performance as the riddler in the 1995 joel schumacher classic <laughs> batman forever is that not what we're doing we got to talk quite. about the jackson we got to talk about that movie too a little bit because it is we definitely have to com- compare and contrast those two movies but uh marcus how you doing thanks for thanks for joining us you and dex saw this early yeah i saw it on yeah. two or wednesday night i saw it on, on tuesday you know so but you know not the flex or anything i'm at situation that's cool free uh, comic book you saw me as i walked in you know what i'm saying y'all can't relate Roy, what did you see you saw it yesterday didn't you i saw it yesterday so yesterday Same. i went to go buy a car with my wife and i had bought tickets at three at three o'clock and uh yeah nobody told me that buying a car takes like four hours was that it your first car purchase so long no i've bought used cars before but like a brand new car that you had to finance and everything yep. yes that was my first our first new car and it all you gotta uh, all you gotta do is sign over your firstborn boom in and out I couldn't believe it, man. I, I literally <laughs> could not believe it. I was sitting there going like, I just want to see the fucking Batman get out of here. <laughs> and this dude's talking to me like he was a nice guy, but he's talking to us about his dogs and everything. And I'm just like, can can we sign the sign the papers? Sign the papers, man. Yeah, can we can we do that? And uh, yeah, so I ended up spending like 50 bucks not seeing this movie. Um, and then I we saw it at like 425. So that's how my day went. So I went in with a weird attitude yesterday of having one spent a lot of money to just purchase a car and two missing the first showing and spending money on that. <laughs> so yeah. Like, yeah. Now locked in good. for the next five to seven years. Buckle up. I know. Real yeah. I, I we like the car, but I would have liked to have seen Batman on time. Um Fair. all right, let's just let's get rid of 
uh, I don't know how many people we don't have anybody like really watching this right now, but if uh, people want to watch this back or see it later, let's uh, let's do some spoiler free reviews if we can. I know it's going to be hard because it's just Batman. Like, you know, it's Batman. Batman everybody shit happens. Everybody, yeah, everybody knows what happens in Batman. He wins. But like, um, let's let's do some spoiler free stuff. Marcus, you'll go first. Uh, give us your spoiler free review uh, if you can. Yeah, absolutely. So what I would say, um, I think the highlight of this movie, above anything else, is the performances. I think uh, everyone that is in this movie is throwing 100, at least. And at no point do I feel like there's a, a, a someone that is not pulling their weight. Like, I think in every in every scene, someone is doing their job or, or matching someone else that's on screen. And just... The other thing that I found that was really cool about it was I thought the uh, the sound staging of the movie was great, like sound mixing rather, because like whenever Batman shows up and you just hear the thudding of his boots all the time, it is so cool and it just locks you in for what's about to happen. And those are just those are things that I took away from above anything else was just like I felt like I was always in the scene with what was going on and then i always just enjoyed what what i was seeing on screen with the performances that everyone was giving oh yeah uh this is a theater movie like i like i know we 100%. kind of you know, say that a lot but like this is this is one of those ones where it i, I don't know i genuinely was shocked by how well the <laughs> I don't know. Well, the sound, like the sound came out of the speakers and everything. Like you're shaking when some of the things are going on in screen. Like it shakes your seat. It's incredible. Um, but Tej, go ahead, man. Uh, Reeves was incredibly aware of of not just Batman lore and how we've traditionally seen Batman, but also like other movies. Like he he drew upon so much cool shit to make this movie. And I'm not gonna spoil anything, but like. The way Batman is introduced, the way that the Batmobile is introduced, the way that these things happen shows you that he's just has a great understanding of what we're looking for. When Batman is first shown on screen, there was raucous applause, applause in my audience. When the yep. Batmobile first comes on screen, which doesn't happen until you're into about an hour and a half into the movie, crowd goes crazy. The first time you see Catwoman, crowd goes crazy. Like the way in which they introduce the parts of the movie in the beginning is just so dope and so cool and lets you really feel the gravity of everything that's happening. Let's you really feel the gravity of what this guy's doing and where he at, where he's at in his life, because we just, we're just dropping to a Batman movie. Everybody knows who Batman is. We have no idea where this particular movie is starting. So they have to tell us he's been doing this for two years. And, you know, for the, for most of the movie, I was like, are we going to see a lot of Bruce Wayne stuff? And it's clear that we don't see a lot of Bruce Wayne stuff in the movie. We, there are some, but this one more leans on the side of like this guy is Batman. He's kind of in a phase where his life where being Batman is kind of all that matters to him. And it's just so, so amazing where he starts in the movie and the journey he takes and then where he ends up mentally, where he ends up and like, oh, what I'm supposed to be pursuing is actually this, not the thing I was pursuing before. I was all about vengeance, but now I realize the error of my ways. It's just extremely good. Like Marcus said, the cast is phenomenal. Uh, John Turturro is one of the greatest actors of all time. He's great. Uh, Colin Farrell is great in everything. They took yeah. people who have already shown us that they can do drama. Zoe Kravitz has done drama. Robert Pattinson has done drama. These people have shown you 
they have the chops to do drama. I don't care that Pattinson was in Twilight. He has been in great movies that are propelled by drama. He, we're past the Twilight thing at this point for both of yes, those like, actors. We're, we're way honest. past that. Like the, the, we, Zoe Kravitz was just in, maybe the best Catwoman we've ever seen. She's just phenomenal. And Matt Reeves was smart enough to not just make her eye candy. She actually has her own arc. She has her own story. She has her own motivations. And she's a badass in her own right. Like th- this film is phenomenal. I didn't walk away from the film with any gripes about it. I didn't have like, oh, I wish they had done this. It is three hours, but I think Royden said this in the chat. I don't know what you cut. Like, you don't always want a three-hour movie, but there's nothing of that that I would cut. The pacing of it makes so much sense to me that if you start to cut stuff, I feel like it messes up the pacing. And I like kind of the slow burn of it. There's so much you don't get into the middle half of the movie. Uh, Paul Dano is just phenomenal as the Riddler. Just weird Zodiac Killer vibes. And it's just really cool to see, like, Batman's got a lot of shit to do. He's not just beating the shit out of people, which we know that's what Batman enjoys doing. He's also a detective. <laughs> you got a noir feel in this. In the, you got a noir feel in this film. He's solving riddles. You're, you're literally seeing riddles happening. Uh, Jeffrey Wright, who's cashing every check Hollywood throws at him, did an every phenomenal single job one. as Gordon. <laughs> support moment, support a king, man. He is getting, he is getting his <laughs> money. Y'all haven't said any letter grades, have you? No, I don't know if Marcus did. I did not. Go ahead. Uh, I would I would give it an A+. Plus. I, I, I was blown away by how good it was. My expectations were sky high because of all the stuff that's been coming out, all the things that people have been saying about it that have already seen the movie. My expectations were sky high, and I still feel like they were met. I'd give it an A+. Plus. I fucking loved it. Marcus, what, did, what would you give it? I'd give it an A for myself. Okay. Uh, Dex, you have, you're the only one of us that has now seen it twice. What did you think about it upon rewatch? Yeah, um, I'm with T's here. I gotta give it an A plus. I fucking love this movie. I wouldn't call it a perfect movie. It's like a it's like a 98 out of 100. It's not a 100 out of 100. Uh, but it's still an A plus. This shit was incredible from start to finish. It throws you in just immediately to this creepy ass, dark ass shit that's happening, and it just lets you ride it all the way out. Like I love like on rewatch, I was like wow, you're just like constantly being fed very important information, like scene mm-hmm. after scene after scene after scene. It's like all of it is like important information, but it doesn't feel like an exposition dump. Like it feels like you're like helping to solve this mystery and they're like figuring it out. I think, you know, the overall, like the central mystery of it is like really well done. And, you know, the only thing that I would like take off a couple of points for is just how how long it is and like it feels like it has three or four different endings by the time that you get to the like actual end of it uh it felt like this movie ended like three or four different times we'll talk about it later like more once we get into the spoiler part of it but that's like the only thing i can knock it for everything else about it i loved i loved pattinson's batman i love how he is just he's just batman like we're not like setting up this whole origin story we've already seen enough batman movies that we get it we don't have to waste time doing that we can just dump you in and he feels like the cool parts of batman we're going to talk i i at least am going to talk about this how i think Zack snyder doesn't appreciate the cool parts of batman Turn and that shit very up. fucking whack but <laughs> matt reeves like he understands what's cool and interesting about batman and he like gave you all of that straight off the jump no need to you know say oh um well we're gonna start 
here at the beginning before he's Batman and we're going to show you him as a kid and blah, blah, blah. It's like, nah, it's been Batman for two years. You know what that means. You know why that's dope. Here we go with our, our mystery. Like we're jumping right in. I fucking love that shit. Cinematography, incredible. Uh, there's a scene in the trailer, so it's not a spoiler, but like Batman is like walking through this like hallway basically and the only light that you see oh in the God. entire hallway that's is incredible it was firing it was i in the theater was like oh my god like I this is so fucking dope. both Facts. times i was like this is fucking amazing holy shit and like the music is like the score is so fucking dope in this movie i think it's i think it's better than hans any of hans Zimmer's scores for the dark knight trilogy like it's i fucking love this movie man i can go on all day, every day. I've seen it now. I saw it in IMAX on night one. I saw it in Dolby again tonight. Um, and I couldn't recommend that enough. If you got to pay a little extra to go see it in IMAX or see it in Dolby, do that shit. It's worth it. Like, this movie deserves it. Like, there's there's nothing here not to like other than maybe a three-hour runtime. But you got to just get over that. Just ride it out. because This movie is so fucking good. A+. plus. Yeah, I... Um, I wanted to see it in, in the biggest screen possible so badly. Yeah, that I paid that price twice. <laughs> Wait, why, why couldn't you get a why couldn't you get a refund for this? What do you not order your tickets off the apps? Because when you are on the apps, they let you do the refund. Hey, I couldn't you can't call, that reservation, baby. On yeah, Cinemark, on Cinemark, I could not uh, refund it somehow. You need to call uh, Marcus Cinemark. They'll they'll give you your money back. You give them a call. I promise you, they'll give you your money back. I promise. Yeah, you. Use your I white mean, voice yeah. word. They'll get you. <laughs> Hi, excuse, excuse me, Mister Cinemark. <laughs> Do you, know, do you know my Mr. father, the, <laughs> the inventor of the toaster strudel? I would like to. Um, uh, no, I we I just completely skipped over the. We, I'm so excited to talk about this movie. I completely skipped over. We'll do it here in a second after I give my review. But just the creators of this film and who's in it and what it's trending as far as scores and stuff. Uh, but we'll do that here in a second. I give this movie an A minus. Um, I am. A little low, like I'm not far from y'all, but I'm a little lower than y'all. I think Marcus and I are probably on the same trajectory here. I hold it sort of in the same regards as I did, like the Batman Begins almost. Because when I saw the Batman Begins, wow, like, like I think the Batman Begins is better than the Dark Knight Rises. Like, and we're comparing apples yeah. and oranges, and like, but I. I, it's an or it, it's an origin story in its own right, but yeah, Dex, I did like how they just are like, "Hey, he's Batman. We know Batman. Like, yeah. like you know Batman. Like, you've heard that, of Batman before. Let's just get on." Yeah. With <laughs> he's the dude in the bat costume that beats up people. Like, we know. <laughs> and um, no, I enjoyed that. It it really is worth seeing in the biggest screen you possibly can with the best surround system that you possibly can. When he's not a spoiler, he's in the in the Batmobile. When he's in the Batmobile, it literally shakes your seat in yep. in cinema. It was crazy. It was one of the best like car chases that I think I've seen in a long time. Um, and I was just. I was blown away by Matt Reeves' dedication to what he wanted to create. Uh, he really told Warner Brothers to go fuck themselves like several times. Like he was going <laughs> to walk away from the project if like they tried to interfere. And they did because they're Warner Brothers. And he just he made the movie that he wanted to make. He's like, trust me, I made three movies about Planet of the Apes that were actually good. You know, like he also made Cloverfield, which is a very yeah. slept on film. I love Cloverfield. Yeah. He made the only good Cloverfield movie that, yeah. or 
Well, I think people like Cloverfield Lane. Doesn't matter. Um, Cloverfield Lane too, I believe, which is perfectly fine. But it's not the for that first Cloverfield movie is phenomenal. Especially yeah. when you don't know what you're walking into at all. Yes, mm-hmm. that's what made it good. Like when you walk in that theater, you had no idea what the fuck Cloverfield was about, and all of a sudden it was insanity on the screen. You're like, oh shit. This isn't a spoiler. I put it on Twitter. Um, they made Gotham in this movie look absolutely wretched and disgusting, and Big I facts. love that. I love that. This is the one thing I actually liked about the Joker. Um, is that Gotham is just a just a shit city, and that was just the that was present in the set design and everything that they did with this movie. It was almost president or president. It was almost present in his character why he's doing it. The city became a character all on its own. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I liked Pattinson's Biggest cliche ever, but I mean, it works. It's fine. Yeah, I like Pattinson's Batman. I don't know if I liked his Bruce Wayne. And I think that this is something that they may have to establish in later films. Like, because look, like nobody really gives a fuck about Bruce Wayne. Fact. He's just a he's just a billionaire. But like when he's just like staring into the middle distance and sad all the time, I'm like, okay, like you're a billionaire. Like it, it's not it's not all that. Your parents died 20 years ago. That's like, something it, that I. You sound like, like the Riddler. On rewatch, I was like, okay, I get why. Like, because he was only Bruce Wayne in this movie, like amongst the public. Yeah, maybe for ten two minutes. scenes. Yeah, yeah. maybe ten minutes. Yeah. And one of those scenes is a funeral. Like, so it's not like he's gonna be out there fucking billionaire playboying it up at the funeral, you know? What I'm well, saying? obviously, yeah, but I, but I think like even the even when the scenes like between he and Alfred, there's a couple like heartfelt moments, but it is just him just being emo as fuck, and like that's fine, but it is really just him being like I'm sad, and I was just kind of like you know I, I get it, I get it. You have to be tortured to be Batman. You have to have a mental illness to be to dress <laughs> up yeah, in a bad suit and beat beat up impoverished people but like i think that i think that he he almost went a little too tortured with the batman thing i think it worked in this bleak movie this movie's bleak um but but his batman was brutal and awesome and foreboding and i think that really i think that really worked uh for this for this movie and i think it's one of the better batman like as batman one of the better Batman portrayals we've gotten in cinema. So I, I really get it. Paul Dano, uh, real quick, before we move into spoiler reviews, Paul Dano, one of the most underrated actors that we have working right now. How he nice. hasn't caught an Oscar nom is weird. Um, but he goes for it every single time. It's a little bit of a, I don't know. He's, he takes from a lot of stuff, including like the, he shall not be named in seven. He takes from, <laughs> He takes a lot from him. And, and so, yeah, there's a lot of Fincher, a lot yeah, of Fincher overturns in this of, movie. A lot of borrows a lot from Fincher. Reeves mm-hmm. borrows a lot from Fincher. Dano like, borrows good. a lot. I mean, from, yeah, it's can, fine. If we can take from He Who Shall Not Be Named and just erase him out of history, good. <laughs> <laughs> Give all, of- <laughs> and we'll we'll be fine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it borrows a lot from a lot of other movies, but to say that it takes those and puts them into a superhero movie that we haven't seen the likes of is also true. So it like, I can't really take off points for that. It's a little long. Uh, there's probably a couple of things that you could cut out. It's sometimes the, and maybe I'm just an idiot, but sometimes some of the plot points of the um, riddles and stuff kind of got lost on me. 
if you're not paying close attention, like the URL thing, I was like, Oh wait, wait, what? Like, what are we, <laughs> what are we doing? Uh, so yeah, all that to say, I give it an A minus. I got to rewatch it. I may have a better score when I go back and rewatch it. I definitely think this film will withstand the test of time going forward because um you know it's not like he's not fighting aliens or anything it literally is a detective noir crime story except the dude's just dressed like a bat so <laughs> yeah yeah i want to i want to hop in again on the uh the batman bruce wayne portrayal i don't think that i don't think that robert pattinson plays a bad bruce wayne i think that the bruce wayne that we get here is so much different like uh it's a matt reeves decision like this Bruce Wayne is very different. He's very sad. He's very emo. Um, uh, something like, without it being a spoiler, like I said, he's only really Bruce Wayne in the public one time, and it's at a funeral. And like the other times that he's is just interacting as Bruce Wayne, he's either just coming from, he's either literally just coming from a crime scene, or from finding out some very fucked up shit about his life. So it's like you don't get to see Bruce Wayne be like the cool. Like fuck bitches get money, Bruce Wayne. Like that guy is just not in this movie just because there's no scene that like allows for that. Maybe that'll be in the four hour cut that we get from Matt Reeves eventually, which he said is coming. But yeah, like that's just not here. And that's like a very conscious choice by Matt Reeves. So like Robert Pattinson, I have no doubts that he can do whatever the fuck he wants and like be the super cool guy. We saw him do that in Tenet. Like he was cool as shit in yeah. Tenet. <laughs> um, you know, but I think like the the lack of Bruce Wayne-ness is a, it's a very Matt Reeves thing. And you really, like, you really notice that on rewatch. You're like, oh, Bruce Wayne's just, like, not in this movie at all. No, he's not. Really, is it? it, 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 it basically, was, like, Bruce Wayne doesn't have any friends. Like, it's just... Uh, this movie ain't the Bruce Wayne. It's the Batman. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, think, I think the way Reeves does it is the only way that makes logical sense. I know that we've never seen it done this way. But if you're telling me that a, bil a literal billionaire is going to choose to spend every day of his life in the worst city in America. It just doesn't make sense. So I feel like it made so much sense to have him to be so moody and tortured the way that he was because he should be spending literally every day on the beach of some foreign land fucking uh, models. Like, it doesn't make sense that you have that much money and you're young and good-looking and you live in fucking Gotham. Like, there's something the matter with you. Like you are mentally ill. So I thought <laughs> yeah. they did a good job of showing that, like that torturedness of like, this is literally the only thing that I care about. I do not care about Bruce Center Wayne Enterprises. I don't give a shit about anything. All I care about is trying to savage and save this city that seems irredeemable from the outside and from the inside. Because I believe Gotham and me like got the Gotham was presented in this movie and in the Joker. No way I would live there. No yeah, you can fucking be a way I would live there. You can be a billionaire anywhere. You can find some city yeah, that's exactly. going to give you different tax yep. breaks than, than, than there. I've seen all the Superman movies. Metropolis is a much better city. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fucking living it up out here, cuz. Like, what you mean? Gotham, no. never heard of her. Um, what did I do that at? You mean the place yeah. where my parents died? No, I'm good. <laughs> I don't need that trauma. Yeah, if, it, if, if Bruce Wayne just had a therapist, this is a different story. That's true. There's no Batman if Bruce Wayne has a therapist. There's just no such thing as a Batman. <laughs> Couple more um, non-spoiler thoughts that I want to get into for the review. I think like this this movie this one movie does a better job of making like Batman and superheroes a symbol of hope 
Zack Snyder did across like 12 hours of movie. Like Zack Snyder was you gonna get for... your you wanna get your bars off now or do you want to save it? Hey, fuck it. We can do it right now. All right. Yeah, go for we it. can do it right now. So look, I I'm not I don't get too worked up about Zack Snyder like as a person. He's just another mediocre white man who fell ass backwards into making millions of dollars for doing shit. And like if I got mad about every single one of those, I'd like die angry and like there's nothing you can do about it. Like that's just what the life we live. My yeah. problem is with you people. I'm looking the directly stands. at the camera and I'm talking to you, <laughs> the Zack Snyder stands, who like to act like Oh, you know, uh, Man of Steel is actually incredible, and Batman v Superman. If you watch the Ultimate Edition, it's so good and <laughs> underrated, and it's actually dancing like, all up in the videos. <laughs> dancing all up in the videos. It's this fucking incredible um, story of hope and justice, and it's so good. And actually, y'all shouldn't believe your eyes because, like, it's it's just incredible, and you don't understand it. And then Get you, all re- you all shouldn't read reviews. <laughs> You shouldn't read reviews. You shouldn't trust your eyes. You should just listen to us because we're right. And this is an incredible movie. And all those Marvel movies that you like are stupid. And they tell jokes. And that's not realistic. Life isn't funny. It's got to be sad and dark and gray. <laughs> Life and isn't funny. reality. Like, get the fuck out of here. I'm proud of what y'all accomplished. Y'all did way more than you deserve to. You know, you got Joss Whedon the fuck out the paint. You, like, got the Snyder Cut released good for y'all like that's way more than i thought you ever accomplished with your petitions and your twitter rants and all that bullshit but your time is over you're done it's a wrap like you lost it's over snyder is bad and i as someone who did not watch (laughs) the snyder cut because i knew that that film was going to stink and i you didn't even do that review with us (laughs) no i literally i had a I refuse. I literally refuse. I'm not gonna watch four hours of Zack Snyder trying to make everything sad and put a filter on the whole movie. Like, there's no way I was gonna watch that. But I think this. I think the point you're the point that Dex is making is poignant because, like, look what look what we just got. This is an origin story. One, even though like the the you don't get the traditional origin of like the the movie starts with Batman's parents dying. Like, it doesn't start like that. You're two years in when the movie starts. It's so smart to do the origin stuff and make it a part of the larger story as opposed to bringing us through it chronologically. It's just like a smart decision. We all know Batman. We all know his parents are dead. We all Mm -hmm. know that he's rich. Like, we don't actually have to do the whole establishment of that. Just make that a part of his arc, which is really cool. But also, I I could not believe I was in a DC movie. I I couldn't (laughs) believe it. Like, it's so competent. It's so good. And they don't, you don't, you're not trying to plan the next team up. It's not like Superman is going to fly into the movie. Like the movie is just a standalone Batman movie that is phenomenal. And I don't have to think about the fact that Wonder Woman is an awful franchise. And, and like, how does this tie into the next Wonder Woman movie? Yeah, we're not and, downloading and, files of fucking Aquaman yeah, like, in the middle of the movie. Like, nah, bro. We over here cooking with Batman. <laughs> what what you need to do is give us bangers right now. You are way behind. What you need to do is just give us bangers and show that you are hiring the right directors and you're letting those directors, like Royden just said, Reeves was like, let me make my movie. I'm not, I don't want to tie it to the Snyderverse. I don't want to fucking set up the next team up. I want to give you a banger of a Batman movie. That's where my energy is focused. I know that that uh, they're not going to just abandon team ups, but I thought there was something very smart about sitting down, making one project about one hero, putting a couple villains in there and making a dope movie. That's all you got to do. Like, I couldn't believe I was in a DC movie. 
it was phenomenal. And DC doesn't do that because they're always trying to set up the next team up or set up the next superhero movie that we don't give a shit about these superheroes. Like we love Batman. They gave us a Batman movie and it was a great decision. I'm glad they let Reeves do what he was supposed to do because Reeves, at least right now, doesn't care about the larger DCU because he's got like three shows coming from this one universe. There's a Gotham mm-hmm. PD show coming. There's a Penguin show coming. And there's going to be a, a – there's one more. Gotham Police, Penguin. Is that a Catwoman There's one, one? more show. It's, it's, oh, I think it's uh, – Catwoman one is rumored. That's the third one. It's rumored. But like what he did is just like I'm going to make my own universe. My universe is Gotham. Forget about the other Batman movies and also forget about all the rest of the DCEU. I'm going to make this universe. It's the same thing that just happened with Peacemaker. Suicide Squad 2, perfectly fine movie. Not not amazing, but perfectly fine movie. Peacemaker, phenomenal. But it's just one story. It's just this is one story of this one character I'm going to tell you. And we don't really care about how Peacemaker fits in with the fucking Justice League. Sure like don't. Peacemaker, they made a cool story. They got Gunn, who's a great director, and said, give us your vision for this character, period. They have to do more of that because I, I was I was blown away by Peacemaker and I was really blown away by this movie because they let him make the movie he wants to make and that's that, that, it seems stupid or it seems like a short lesson but like let the directors that you're hiring make the movies they want to make and if you don't like their vision hire a different director it's that easy. There's the I mean, thing. It's the whole last ten years that they fucked up that they're now playing catch up. Like out of ten years of movies, the only one that that has gotten mass appeal has been the original Wonder Woman and it's Which different. Also like sucks, I but... I personally really enjoyed Aquaman. And <laughs> me too. Like, that's it. And that's it. Like I so... wouldn't put Aquaman in the God tier, but it's it's a perfectly fine movie. Yeah, and so is Shazam technically. It's not like an A an A movie, but it's perfectly fine. Like it's not a bad movie, but like yeah. th- th- this one is, they finally got one where it's like, oh shit. This is this this movie by itself competes with any Marvel any Marvel movie you've ever seen in terms yeah. of quality, period. And, and obviously you can't give us... The reason why Infinity War and Endgame are good is because we have a shared history. We built up to that. It's not like these they just dropped these movies and we're just like, holy shit, it was a payoff. They paid off our investment. Because DC hasn't given us what they should have been giving us in the past, you just have to give us bangers individually because it's not about the shared history. It's not about what you've done in the past. Just give us great movies, and they gave us a great movie this time. Yeah, you got to start over. The problem that DC is, I mean, you just went over it, and and people smarter than us have broken this down in in articles, and it's going to be talked about until the very end of time. But we've said this before even on this podcast, is that that DC has the two most recognizable, and even, like, if you want to count The Flash, if you want to count Wonder Woman, like, some of the most recognizable uh comic book heroes ever 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 yep. like the two most bankable as well too superman and a superman and batman movie has quote unquote like never failed so the thing that like they just make like you were saying make individual movies with these characters that we love and then you won't fail just like matt reeves basically said iso give me the ball I'm yep. going to make you a Batman film that's going to make a billion dollars, and then you won't be far behind. Like, just keep making these Batman <laughs> films. Like, this you don't have to... exactly <laughs> my point. Like, like look. yeah, 
Batman, like Spider-Man's going to make a billion dollars. It's the most recognizable Marvel superhero that they have. Like, and now Marvel is kind of built in that, that like whoever is going to make a billion dollars, like uh, mm-hmm. Captain Marvel or whoever is going to make a billion dollars off the back of the Marvel brand. But, but you've seen where people have kind of like, you know, with like the Eternals or whatever, and granted we're in a pandemic, like you're kind of like, eh, you know, maybe. So maybe if you just well, take these was like more successful than like Justice League. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. still, if you take these superheroes that people know and love and you just continuously make a billion dollar movie every single time then you're not behind you're just you're even at that point and then you can team them up once you've once we bought in oh you gave me a great batman movie a great superman movie a great wonder woman movie of course i want to see a team up but if you give me a shitty superman movie shitty batman movies uh what i would think is a shitty wonder woman movie but some people like the second one's one of the worst movies i've ever seen and then you're like hey we're gonna team them up now why why do i care there's nothing gained me you've not given us anything the reason why this something my, we don't have to ahead, break off on it. The reason why you can take a swing like what Marvel did this year with their slate of movies was that the because they everyone had this garnered trust that we've gotten from the them. Goodwill. Yeah, over yep. the last ten years, that even though like the Eternals isn't a good movie, uh, resoundingly, like people were still incredibly into wanting to watch it even during the pandemic. It was like. They knew what they had in a in a in a bill of goods from Marvel, and the entire point of just DC thinking that they could they could just slam Batman and Superman <laughs> in, in our faces. <laughs> Here's Gal Gadot. Here's your Wonder Woman movie. Like we have no understanding for any of these characters, like at all. And then just like here's the movie right here. There you go. Now they're in Justice League. But I'm not. I, where, where? How do I know this Aquaman project? That, who is Jason Momoa other than being called Drago? Like I don't. What are you doing? So <laughs> we can talk about it until the cows come home. They really had to start from scratch. They had to rebuild this, and who knows if they're gonna fuck it up again? But at least, at least they tried. At least they gave us one singular movie. That works in the last yeah. twenty years. We'll, we'll talk about that because they've given us the one movie. Joker is not a second movie that worked. It's no, just this please, one Batman. Please movie. let's not revise the history of the Joker now that we've gotten a sing- individual story banger. Let's not go back and say the Joker was phenomenal. I know there was like Oscar acclaim. I know there was Ask. a great performance the at the center sucks. of that film, but that film is not good, guys. And we movie don't have to lie sucks. about it. This movie is good. The Joker is not good. Good performances. And a great, a really good, like Royden just said, a really good portrayal of Gotham, but a complete mess in terms of the messaging, an absolute mess in terms of like what you're trying to accomplish in the movie. This movie was, you could tell this Batman movie, they had a very clear thing they wanted to accomplish. And I'm just talking about the storytelling, not about like the, the economic part. They had a very clear, this is Batman. This is the journey that, this is the character arc that Batman's going to go on. This is the journey he's going to take. This is the Batman you're going to be left with at the end of the film, where's Joker all over the place, literally all over the place. Yeah. Just because, just just because Batman has the best rogues gallery doesn't mean that we need those individual films. The Joker doesn't even justify its own existence. I fucking hate that movie. That movie is (laughs) abominable. It's awful. I think that movie doesn't. I don't. I don't think that movie deserves to even see the light of day. I really despise that movie. And the fact that Keanu Reeves or not Keanu Reeves, what a Joaquin (laughs) Phoenix. I don't know where that came from. The fact that Joaquin Phoenix won his Oscar for for that that that, bullshit. 
is come on, man. Like he's done like, I guess a great, I guess a great performance in the middle of just a just incelly trash movie. Stupid it doesn't movies, justify it. Shouldn't exist. Like, doesn't justify no. its own existence. I hate that movie. But look, even if you like Joker, you're wrong. Like as we all <laughs> just said. But even if you like Joker, this is still. I have to come back to the Zack Snyder stands who have been in my mentions. Tweeting through tears for three Ooh, days, buddy. Now. You got you you got into it, by the way. Yeah. Um, even if you like Joker, Zack Snyder's not involved. So every good like Batman adjacent project that people like and enjoy does not involve the shitty one that people still like and enjoy. Zack Snyder's not here. So when we twenty years from now, when we're thinking about the Zack Snyder situation, we're gonna say. Yeah, he gave us the movies with shitty Batman in them and with, like, fucking a weird Superman character who just fucking died and then came back immediately. It was fucking whack. So you lost. You tried to rewrite history. You tried to, like, single-handedly save this man's reputation, like, blame Joss Whedon for everything that went wrong with Justice League. And you got the Snyder Cut released. You almost succeeded in rebranding Zack Snyder. But now... He's back to being the guy who made the shitty Batman movies, and there's nothing you can do about it. It's over. It's you lost. Weird. Go home. It's a weird dude to cape for, too. Like, apparently, people in Hollywood really enjoy working with him, and apparently, he's in, for all intents and purposes, a good guy. But, like, not like a great filmmaker. Yeah. Like, what are you so excited about? Like, Fucking what? Sucker Punch? Yeah. <laughs> like, like 300, you know, like, obviously he's kind of a nerd like he ad he adapts like all of these random projects into movies but like like what's the what's the drug it's like it's like they you they talk on they were talking in your mentions like you said that spielberg is shit yeah like you would think i like wrote out on fucking i don't know alfred hitchcock or christopher nolan or some shit we're talking about fucking sucker punch so the 300 movies 300 was what 15 years ago it's now fine. like yeah <laughs> It's like whatever, and then fucking Man of Steel and Batman v Superman. Like, come on, bro. What um, what, are we, what are we doing? I don't know. It's a weird person, weird filmmaker to cape for. You should cape for Matt Reeves. That's what I should say because he has made now like five movies better than Zack Snyder has. This is this is the best thing Matt Reeves has ever made, right? Like, I he's made no. the Planet of the Apes movies are good, are, are are really good. Cloverfield's good. I don't know if he's made a better movie than this. The well, second I, Planet of the Apes the movie. Line. I think the second Planet of the Apes movie go it goes incredibly hard. It's like I, I agree. It is Planet really of the Apes good. is one of my favorite movie trilogies like of the last like few decades. But this movie goes so crazy to me, bro. Like I fucking love this. Movie. I think um, this is the best. Thing. That score by itself, it's like it's stuck in my brain. How and obviously we were hearing it through the trailers. And mm -hmm. we saw like long form shots. the The whole thing with the penguin, when the, and the car chase, the end of the car chase. You see that in the trailer, and it still hits so, so, so hard. Even though I had already seen it ten times already, it still hits so hard when it hit on the screen. Like I, I don't know, man. It, I think this is the best thing that he's ever made. And I'm a, I was obsessed with Cloverfield for a good month and a half when it dropped. But like, th and this is is mind blowingly good to me. Can we start uh, as far now? as yeah no real yeah. quick as far well uh if you don't want to have spoilers uh stop here log out and you can log out log off. stop here uh real quick just as far as like matt ruse projects this has an 85 percent on rotten tomatoes 92 percent critic score um his best project 85? is war for, 
Yeah, his best. Eighty-five critic is... score, or eighty-five audience score. What you eighty-five critic score, ninety-two audience score. Okay. Um, as far That's as his best, uh, best reviewed project, uh, War for the Planet of the Apes has a ninety-four percent. Uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, the one that I love, has a ninety percent. Um, and he. Cloverfield has a 78% as, and he was an executive producer on 10 Cloverfield Lane. Um, but oh, he didn't direct it. Yeah. This, uh, let's see. It has an 8.7 on IMDb. Uh, it's a number four popularity ranked movie right now. Um, Matt Reeves wrote and directed this as well. Robert Pattinson, Zoe Kravitz. Colin Farrell, Jeffrey Wright, Paul Dano, John Turturro. This movie is loaded with people. Peter Skarsgård, Andy Serkis, uh, Barry Kewen, uh makes a appearance, by the way. Does he? Yep. Yes. yes at the end. Well, we can say it now. At the He is, he is He's the, the Joker. Joker. Which uh... he is going to... Go, 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 watch, go, go watch The Killing of a Sacred Deer. That kid's going... He's going to be the perfect Joker. That's um, another reason why uh, Eternals was awful because they had him on the movie set and he did nothing. He had nothing to do. Yeah. He is a creepy, amazing actor, and he's going to body being Joker. I can't fucking wait. He looks the way that he looks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he looks like the Joker before they put the makeup on. He just looks like a dude that um, would be the Joker. <laughs> he he uh, he's labeled as unseen Arkham prisoner, but that's the lead. Yep. Like, come on. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Uh, Peter Craig and Bill Finger. Oh, Bill Finger is the guy that created Batman. Duh. But, but like Peter Craig and, uh, also has writing credits on this. We should give uh, props really quickly to the to the cinematographer as well as the um, yeah, who did person the score? who made, made the score. Uh, let's Michael... see. Cre- uh, Gre- uh, Greg Frazier is the director of photography. And Michael Giacchino. Giacchino. Yeah, Michael Giacchino. He let's see what he's done. That- that Batman theme is so good, man. Yeah, he's go. won an os- He's won an Oscar. Wow, um, what did he win it for? Up. Oh. Really? He's yeah. He's done a bunch of Pixar films. The saddest yeah, Pixar movie. movie. That makes so much yeah. sense. That makes so much sense. Yeah. So yeah, oh, he's he's done a he's done some stuff. Sorry, he's also done the uh, Spider-Man movies. Oh really? Wait, he's been fucking busy. He's been doing which all ones? the Tom Holland ones. What really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that Batman theme is so fucking haunting. Oh, it's perfect, man. It's Chad so- is saying he did the lost score as well. So yeah, this man is this man truly goaded. Well, shout out to you. You are goaded, bro. Because that what was the song amazing. when he's they they play it in the trailer, but when he's walking into like the crime scene or whatever, whatever, and it's is it like um. You mean kind of the grunt song? There's like the a Nirvana yeah. song. Is it a Nirvana it's like song? A Nirvana Something song. in the yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's okay. into it in the movie as well. Yeah, yeah. that was incredible too. Like, so, it just fit. It, no. it fit the. It fit the. It fit the, really well. But I was shocked yeah. by it. I was like, wait, what is this? Like, we're gonna have songs with words in them. We're gonna have like an actual. Sometimes they, I like they, that. They, it, it worked. It worked perfectly. And like they, they yeah. played a large part of the song like it wasn't just like a little they played like it was like a minute and a half of the song and i was like that really works right here that it, it mm-hmm. really works i agree with you I, I, and they I, only I, had like cool. that one they might have had a second like like they had a second one there was only two of them yeah mm-hmm. but it was like one or two of them i think that's like the perfect amount like i don't yeah, like when a bunch of 
when a movie's had like a ton, a ton, especially a movie like this, where there's a ton of licensed music, we're gonna have a ton of licensed music. It's gotta be fucking like, you know, Cruella or some shit, where it's just yeah. like that's mm-hmm. the point. But like with a movie like this, one like Nirvana. Yeah, this song, is a fucking baby driver. Like, yeah, one Nirvana. Yeah, they also song, had Ava Maria there a, in there. Yeah. yeah, there's a oh Ave Maria. Obviously, that that kept coming back because it's like a part of the plot. But there was a there was a second one towards the end, and I think it was another Nirvana song. But I could be I don't my grunge knowledge is very limited. I think they so. used the same one twice. You know, I admit, is that what happened? It, that might be right. I think they used the same one twice. It fit because it's like this is definitely the thing that like he listens to on his spare time. Yeah, no, yeah. Like, facts. Nobody understands facts. me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically, it was perfect. Sing Nobody it, understands me. I'm just gonna be in my own house and drown myself in my sorrows music, yeah. which is what Batman would listen to. Uh, I it, it was just a phenomenal choice. I want to talk about the way that they kind of show these similarities between obviously like the whole movie is showing similarities between the Batman and the Riddler. The I Riddler loved lived it. On the, I loved the Bat, it. The Riddler lived on the Wayne estate, but so did, so did Bruce Wayne, obviously. And so that's his connection to Bruce Wayne. Like and the Riddler, the movie starts with the Riddler looking through the glasses into someone's house. You get a scene later where Batman is looking through the glasses into Catwoman's house. Just a house. creep. Like, Just a big they're, like, creep. Yeah. They're both creepy. They're both want vengeance. They're both, they're both like trying to fight against quote unquote the same people, which leads you to the the Riddler being genuinely surprised. Like, wait, I'm on your side, bro. Why are you coming at me like this? I literally I found that the same love that. That was so good, man. That was so phenomenal. Which in kind of in like it, like it happens in it happens a little bit in in the Dark Knight too, where he's just yep. taking out bad people too, but like he's doing it for like the chaos, like. The Riddler actually thinks like he has like or has like a, a purpose, but that's not the way that Batman would do it. But here's the thing: I felt I left thinking like Batman would have never figured out this thing if, if the Riddler hadn't set it in motion. He would have been just like beating up petty criminals who were like rob, who are robbing convenience stores. Batman came out and saying, "I am vengeance," and it's like the Riddler's like, "Bro, so am I." Yeah. That, so that was the moment with the last guy, the, the the last incel, which I thought was a perfect touch, having the incels carry mm-hmm. out this whole mass shooting plot. Mm-hmm. When the last incel that. was like, "I am vengeance," like, yeah, me too, nigga, I'm vengeance too. Like, <laughs> we're on the same side. Like, I love that. Why are you so kicking good. my ass, man? <laughs> bro, we were just right there. I thought, I thought we, we were just right there. Bro. I thought Something we were in noticed- together. Something I noticed on rewatch that I was like, huh, they probably did that on purpose, but maybe they didn't. It's just a coincidence. So, like, the whole, uh, we're in, we're deep in spoiler talk, by the way. So, if you haven't seen the movie, get the fuck out of here. But, uh, like, the whole plot of, like, we're going to blow up the town and then, like, shoot the mayor and all this other shit, that all happens on Wednesday the 6th, which, oh. like, Oh, yeah. no, I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, my oh, God. Uh, I was like, yeah. damn, Matt Reeves is like, hey, I remember when y'all stormed the Capitol. Like, this is y'all. It, you know so what? Is that I, why Ben I, Shapiro I, doesn't like the movie? Ben Shapiro tweeted that he probably. Made <laughs> now I know exactly what happened. I didn't. I get it now. I, I left feeling a little uneasy because, like, I, I leaned over to Caitlin. I said, some of this is, like, genuinely terrifying because yes. it really, like, it really felt a little too real there at the very end. Where I was Definitely. like, like, is this a superhero movie anymore? And like, 
like because it's like there's just dudes on Reddit forums that are just like are, like in that form, in these just Give like helpful tips. Yeah, like where army surplus store or like basically don't forget to pack your saran wrap so you don't leave like traces of DNA and stuff like that. And it's just like a little too real. And I was kind of like, uh, like, like, yeah, I don't think, I don't think people on Reddit are as coordinated as this, but all it takes is like one giant psychopath to just be like, all right, we're just storming the Capitol now. You know what I mean? Like, and it happened. And so the parallels between, like yeah there's a few critics saying like it's just bleak it's so bleak like that it's not fun yeah this movie isn't fun but it's the batman that we're it hey i don't know if you looked outside or watched the news things suck. shit is bleak out there <laughs> i had a great a time honestly time. i had a ton of fun it was, it, you, know, you, you fun. get some of those same themes in the joker like so i i really like kind of that 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 like let's look at the effect the joker and the existence of the joker might have on like the populace, you you see that in the Dark Knight, you see that in the Joker, and you see that here of like, what does the existence of the Batman, what effect does that have on the populace? And yeah. the same thing with the Riddler. Like when he goes to whatever one of those crime scenes and he sees outside people that are dressed like the Riddler, like that is showing us early, mm-hmm. like, hey, the Riddler, the Riddler is not alone in this. Like he has mobilized the incels on Reddit. They are coming. But of course, you don't view it that way when you just see people wearing the Riddler costume and holding up the little signs. You're signs. like, oh, that's weird. But there's like, then it's like, oh shit. The, the end of, the, like, the, the logical end of that is like, oh, these dudes are going to help the Riddler carry out his plan. Holy shit, we're doing a mass shooting. Holy shit, this is not a, like Royden said, is this a superhero movie? Like, Batman's beating up incels and it's still fucking awesome. But it's like, that's scary as hell because those incels killed at least a couple people before Batman got up there, because they were shooting at people. They didn't kill the black mayor, thank God, but some people died, bro. They well, were dumbest person for a good Matt, Mass drowning also, too. They flooded a city. Yes, facts, facts. Like, <laughs> they killed like, a lot of people. They killed a lot of people. I, I will say, though, the most haunting thing about Dano's performance, other than, like, when he's, like, breathing, <laughs> is, like, is, like, when he... When he gets on, uh, I laughed out loud because it was so unsettling. When he gets on the uh, the for his final post or whatever on that community, and he goes, "Hey guys," hey, he goes, "Hey guys, hey guys, thanks for tuning in." <laughs> I was like, "Oh no!" My theater like, laughed. My my theater yeah. literally laughed like that. There was yeah. We read a review. There was a review that we sent in our group chat that was like, "This movie, don't go for there if you want to have any laughs." There was actually a good number of laughs in my theater. It was hilarious, bro. When he when he said, "Hey guys, thanks for tuning in," my theater went nuts, and then they were scared yeah. as hell because it was a very scary video. And I really love how they took the from the Dark Knight the fact that like you are you are live streaming, like you are showing something live from your phone. That like the Riddler did that a couple times in this movie. Hey, some, I'm I'm gonna show this to the whole world at the same time that Batman sees it. I love that they pulled that from the Dark Knight because that stuff's so effective. Because everybody is finding out or seeing the same things that Batman's seeing in real time. That's such an effective way to present your villain. It's not, I don't just want Batman to see this. I want the world to see this part of it. I'm going to upload these pictures of these people. I want the world to see this as Batman's learning this. It's just such a cool way to see the noir part of it play out. Because when you're watching a noir film, when you're fucking watching Chinatown, there is no internet. Like there is, there, There's no such thing as the internet when you're watching Chinatown. Now, this guy gets to use the internet 
to his advantage against Batman, and it works so fucking well in presenting the narrative. It's just a smart I choice. Love, I love when movies are able to actually incorporate internet, like, like realistically. Like, That's... some of these movies are just, like, on, like, the Facebooks.com, and you're just like, come on. <laughs> like... They didn't go, like, so far with it as, like, don't look up or whatever, but it was still, like, it just felt just enough. They got it just right enough that like I will works. say I don't if you look in the top right corner I got to get out ahead of this if you look in the top right corner one of the usernames is like Ogle Ten Twenty Eighteen or something like that so I'm gonna it's O G L E I gotta get <laughs> those out those allegations of that. aren't gonna get better when they see that uh, you are one of the Batman one of the Riddler's incels they're not gonna yep. those allegations aren't gonna do the allegations no, <laughs> the allegations I gotta beat the allegations the allegations are on the lost I, tape I, we, I would... we only, yeah we only address the allegations on the lost tape so we have not addressed them <laughs> on the actual episode yet <laughs> hey listen guys if y'all need a third once uh Roy and Pierre get <laughs> <laughs> you have uh... my information you got my stuff on tape yeah just give oh, me a shout. Man. Love yeah, this. it hadn't been a great few days for the allegations when like you you pop up on like a a, a billion dollar movie when your last name pops up on a Reddit forum. Like, oh wait, no! Wait, one of the usernames of the people that were typing to the Riddler was O G L E. Yeah, mm -hmm. Ogle was like Ogle ten no something. Fucking it way. very very yeah. Go watch it again. It's the very top of the. Uh, very top of the screen. Yeah. I didn't even. Holy see. shit! Matt, I didn't yeah, even saw see. your Twitter account. And was Matt like, Reeves hey. literally heard the allegations <laughs> and put it in the movie. That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> Caitlin saw it. She, I wouldn't have ever seen it. Caitlin goes, "Look at the top of the screen." Wait, she, like, wait, she noticed the? that's her new. That's her new last name. She's like, "What the fuck am I?" No, her last, last name's still. Her last name's still Watley. She is. Uh, <laughs> She saved space. herself. Yeah, she space. knew. She's like, we'll forgive you. I can't believe she noticed that. I'm definitely going to look for that when I go watch yeah. this movie again. I can't wait. It's, it's very, very top right corner. It's, it's, <laughs> it's crazy. But, bro, yeah, there were so many fucking hilarious like, scenes in this movie. Like when he's like, hey, you could have pulled that punch. And Rob Patterson just goes, I did. I did. <laughs> I, that, that is my favorite, favorite scene. Oh my god! When they're when sitting there in the and, and doing the mock argument in in GCPD, it is the best part of the movie because Wright is so into it. He is so giving it everything he's got, dude. Like his body, like time. twisted. Yes. Like... Yes. I got I missed it because this movie is so long. I had to go take a piss, and I was like, oh. I might as well go here. And I walked back into the, Did the you cops that shooting it. I walked back in on the cops shooting at him. Like that's come on. You have to make sure you see that scene the second time. The, what Wright is doing, because like he has to act like they're arguing while the cops are outside looking. So like his facial expressions, his body, and the way he's expressing himself to Batman, he's obviously helping him. But like from the outside, when you can't hear the audio, it would look like they were at odds. The way he does it is so fucking funny. My my theater was <laughs> laughing extremely hard during that scene. The, the way he does time. it is so funny. Because he starts off, he was like, we got to get you out of here. <laughs> <laughs> when he first pushed him, my first thought was, God damn, that was an aggressive push. For I know he's Batman, but like, he might take that away, bro. You might want to, I don't think you want to push Batman that I want to relax, dog. I know he's want to chill but... on Batman, bro. <laughs> I, Batman don't beat some ass out here, bro. You might want to chill. So I, that, that scene was just so, so, so good. And also, our guy Jeffrey Wright is running bags up, bro. We just saw yeah. him in fucking 007. He's playing the same character in every movie. He's in fucking What If. He's also in the Batman. He's getting checks everywhere. 
This one worked for me. After after uh, No Time to Die, I was like, do we need more Jeffrey Wright? I don't you think so. You did say that on this podcast. But, you did say yeah, that. Now I'm, now I'm, I'm back. I, he, gave me, he gave me Murtaugh vibes from the Lethal Weapon movies. Like, he, all I needed is I'm too old for this shit. It was on point. And it would be perfect. It's the voice, man. You, you just, it it's makes the voice. Like, oh, my God. It's so good. Plus, great mustache also. Yeah. Just a really good oh, mustache. Shit. He's also in Last of Us. I didn't know that either. Yep. Shout out to chat for putting yeah. me on game. But. He's in um, fucking everything, bro. <laughs> Holy shit. He uh never turned never, out a check. Never turned out a check. Never turned out a bag. Um, Went to the Shaq school getting, of he's getting acting. multiple IP checks every year. Not just checks, but IP checks, the big what, checks, the what people are actually going to see. It's kind of lost on us that like he has gone from being like this the he early in his career, he was like an Emmy nominated, Golden Globe nominated mm-hmm. actor. And classically trained actor to now he's like get the bag Hall of Fame, <laughs> literally. Like, he's at the J.K. J.K. Simmons school of get the bag, but like the <laughs> J.K. Simmons is in everything. He's in like Law and Order. Like go look, at it. like, it's crazy. But um, no, my favorite line that he delivered that Pattinson actually delivered in this movie out of all of them, it's just it's very passing. I saw this right before I walked out to like I said, this movie's long, man. He uh, he goes. He goes, uh, I got you on assaulting a cop. He goes, got me on assaulting three. <laughs> He's like, rack up the charges, man. You're not going to, what are you going to do? Arrest me? Yeah, fucking can we Batman. Talk about, can we talk about Catwoman? I'm sorry if there are any. Oh, yeah. We haven't, we haven't talked about, uh, bros, talked about that. Bros. About her okay. First of all, I have, I have been in the same room as Zoe Kravitz before one time in my life. What she, she smelled like? Exactly, what? She, I was not close enough to her to smell her, but she looks. <laughs> She looks exactly like she looks on screen. When Zoe Kravitz walked onto this, obviously I knew she was in the film. When Zoe Kravitz walked onto this movie screen, I almost fainted in my chair, and so did the rest of my theater. That is, that is, she's not even the type of woman I usually go for in terms of her body type. She is so stunning. She's such a good actress. There's so much heat just with her being on the screen, and, and, and they leverage it perfectly throughout all the time. When when he puts the little things in her eyes and then yeah. he goes, "Come here, uh, look at me for a second. and you think they're about to have like a moment of passion and heat, but really he's just checking out her equipment. That pause, my theater was going insane. They were like, "Oh, they're going insane." And then after he's like, "Yeah, everything looks okay." Then they just like laugh. So like, <laughs> there are so many laughs in this movie, but also there was so much heat between like hot person Robert Pattinson yeah. and hot person Zoe Kravitz. Who also like also two good actors and actresses like not just two hot people but like hot people that can actually act. They bodied it, bro. If there it's gonna a... be a Catwoman show, sign me up for the Catwoman show. That woman, she is. She didn't even dress her extremely skimpy like we've seen some of the Catwomans that are like, no. all right, bro. That is, that's not even a functional outfit to go. She's not like, Halle Berry. Yeah, she's not like skimpy as hell. She's wearing a very functional outfit. She's kicking ass and she's extremely sexy. And when Batman was. Spying on her, seeing her in her underwear, I almost fainted. That that is a gorgeous <laughs> yeah. one. Um, she's not that, in like a fucking latex dominatrix suit or something. Yeah, exactly. Like, when she's in her underwear, it's not like she's in like a thong or something. She's just in some regular ass under. Some she's like in regular underwear. That underwear. You wear. Yeah, functional underwear. There was a there was a review for IGN, and I'm sorry, it was a, it was a woman, and she said uh, she said all the interactions between Pattinson or Kravitz are very good, and their chemistry is off the charts. Plus, uh, whenever they're fighting, it's it's hot. <laughs> she, that's what it she said. He said it's hot. all very hot, and, and I and I walked table. into yeah. Dex says this all the time. It's like 
some kink.com shit. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, yes. is on, this table. is like some like this I is like, like some rule oh, 34 shit, shit somewhere. <laughs> like this is somewhere. So fucking good. Also, uh Colin Farrell as the penguin. I I've never seen him like that. Like he that had was the most so fun. fucking he insane. had the most fun in this movie. I think I think out of everyone in this movie, I think Colin Farrell had the most fun of anybody making this movie. Because everybody else is like, like in... oh, this actor's uh, unrecognizable in a new role. No, Colin Farrell actually unrecognizable as the fucking penguin. That shit was He's doing so a Joe impression, but like, that's fine. <laughs> He's so definitely dope. doing a Joe Pesci impression. But like when when uh, when uh, Jeffrey Wright is showing him the pictures, like, here's what we find in the crime scene. He's like, what are, what, what are you showing me right now? Come on, come on. Like, he's having a good time. And he also is very aware of the fact that, like, there aren't a lot of jokes in this movie, but, like, the Penguin is traditionally kind of funny. Uh, uh, the Riddler is traditionally, like, not kind of funny. And we got to talk about the Jim Carrey thing at some point. But, like, he, the way he plays the Penguin is so good. Colin Farrell is, like, one of the best actors that you that y'all didn't realize was a great actor. If you never watched him, like, he's done prestige shit. He's done The Lobster. He's he, like he, he like he's been in great drama where it's only his performance. He doesn't just have movies like the phone booth. He's been in some actual shit where he's got to act. And so hey, this was a light work. This is light work for him. The phone booth hits. I don't know if you. Hey, seen I, love the phone booth phone booth. I love the phone booth. I love the phone booth. But it's recall. like a. It, it, I love the phone booth. I'm not shitting on it, but like, he's been in the lobster. He's been in uh, the killing of a sacred deer. Which, so it's like him and Barry have been on the same movie set again even though maybe they weren't there at the same time because him and Barry don't have any scenes together in this movie. But, like, The Killing of Sacred Deer is something where it's like, this performance is not a guy who does blockbusters. He's got to be very, very, very emotional and be very, very, very scared all the time. And Colin Farrell is just amazing. And Colin Farrell should get every movie role that he wants. He is incredible. He bodied this role. Everybody bodied their role. John Turturro yeah. is one of the best character actors that we've literally ever seen. Ever, 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 ever. He's been in like 15 Coen Brothers movies. All of a sudden, he shows up in a fucking The Batman, and he's going crazy. He's amazing. Also, Deontay, well, don't, I want to question uh, our Colin Farrell, uh, like our Colin Farrell bona fides. All right, we were in them trenches, January 2020, reviewing The Gentleman. You know what I'm saying? OG such a good performance. Such one a good of our performance. first great performance of The Gentleman. We was in them trenches. We was one yeah. of the like. Me, Roy, and Jake were three of the seven people who saw that movie in theater. Saw that movie before it closed down, yeah. <laughs> yes. um, Deontay, Farrell, Deontay brought this up. Uh, shout out to the Duo Sports and Stuff podcast. But he said this, and I actually agree with this. It might be the best chemistry between Batman and Gordon that he's ever seen. But that's also true because like, this is the most that Batman and Gordon have ever interacted in a movie. That's true. There's a lot of Gordon and Batman. They're actually solving. They're like partners. Like They're solving, solving the crime together. together. Yeah. And we I didn't talk about that. You don't think so? You think I still got uh, Bale and uh, Kane? Bale and uh, yeah. Or, oh, sorry, you, uh, Gordon, not uh, Gordon. No, oh, Gordon, Gordon, Gordon. I'm tripping. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're no. right. You're right. Bale and Michael Kane like have the Alfred and Alfred and Bruce Wayne thing down. Like Andy Serkis is like not in this movie. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. think you can have a better better Alfred than that. I don't. I like Andy Serkis, but like his 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 Alfred is didn't give me anything near what we got from Andy Kane. And there was a point where you think that Alfred might be dead. And I was like, okay, it makes sense to kill that character. That he was not kill that character. He <laughs> did not kill that character. But like, yeah, I, if, if Andy Kane was like recast Michael as Kane. Alfred again, Michael Kane, Michael, sorry, Michael Kane. Michael Kane. If Michael Kane was like 
it's I think it's the it might just be the accent. Michael Caine's accent is perfect for that character. <laughs> perfect. Some people just want to watch the world burn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Michael Caine felt like an actual a father figure. <laughs> size of a tangerine. Yeah. <laughs> Andy Circus felt like, you know, a butler <laughs> was around. And then also like Michael young Caine's Alfred like doesn't figure. doesn't really do it for like they kind of did it in the Zack Snyder That's my thing problem. too. Where it's like young Alfred running around and doing stuff. It's like Alfred and I get yeah, Alfred shouldn't be hot. Yo, no, that's the thing. Like, <laughs> I don't think Andy Circus is that hot, but he's just too young. Nah, Andy Circus is hot. And Andy Circus is a dude. little bit too swole to be a butler. Why is he that swole? Why does he look like he does cross? <laughs> yeah, what do you be like, doing, bro? Are you like, on yeah, these too? There's an Alfred Pennyworth like backstory thing that's actually on HBO now. It's on um, HBO Max. Yeah, it was like on Epics or something random, but like he was apparently like a soldier or something in a former life, and like a like a he was there bodyguard or something at one point before he becoming did say in the movie that like, he was his job to protect uh I, for, yeah bruce wayne's protect dad so like it would make sense um Wait, is is this like animated the thing that you're talking about with no, it's, it's, no, it's live, live action live action live with who who plays alfred some uh, some british guy oh okay, <laughs> oh okay um no i think uh I think all the performances, like you said, are pitch perfect. The Alfred almost dying thing didn't quite like hit for me because I was like, why did we just, why? Like there wasn't, there wasn't any of this like, so we're just going to kill Alfred in the middle of this thing because Alfred hadn't been here. You know what I mean? Like it didn't feel earned yeah. really. It was just kind of like. Bannon. Jack Bannon played him. Never. Heard I was him. fine <laughs> killing him just because I was like, I don't know if I like it. doesn't matter. <laughs> Alfred. And he doesn't matter. Let's just give her to Alfred and make Batman even more sad. But they didn't, which is fine. But like, I would have been fine if he had died right there. Um, I I said in my initial review, you can't make it more sad. Like this, like yeah, you said you had fun in the movie. This isn't a like a fun movie. It is bleak. No. It is nothing very, fun about Gotham. It, and no, yeah, and it starts off with like it's ra- also like the setting, the scene. These actors had to act in rain the entire movie. It doesn't stop raining in this movie. <laughs> we gotta we gotta go back and talk about that opening scene. That was some of the coolest shit to me. That I was told. Let's go, go. Sorry, Dex. That opening scene where it's like it's Halloween night, it's raining, and Robert Pattinson's giving you this like monologue, like voiceover of all these fucking crimes happening. And these criminals just like they see the bat signal and then they just look into a dark corner. They're like, Batman's probably over there. This shit is so fucking spooky. That's that's what I like. That's why Batman is cool. He like strikes fear into the heart of criminals and he's working to like save Gotham from itself. That's what we want, right? We don't I don't give a fuck about him driving fucking tanks and you know shooting 18 wheelers and all that other shit. I want him scaring the shit out of some fucking criminals. That's that's what we're here for. Yeah, it it I said on in my Twitter review that like this is like probably the scariest that Batman has been. Now there were some points in Batman Begins Absolutely. when like he was it was like kind of frightening with the scarecrow stuff, but like mm-hmm. this is like That's the true. scariest that like people are actually afraid of getting their ass whooped by a dude in a bat suit. Like and yeah. and then but Robert but Robert Pattinson plays it so much and and Matt Reeves sets it up to where he's literally like lurking in the shadows like like the part before he walks down the hallway, he did the thing that we talked about in the Zack Snyder Batman versus Superman, where he's like lurking <laughs> in the corner. <laughs> it's like when he looks up and he sees 
the biggest dude you've ever seen like just and falls down on him i was like i jumped out of my seat i was like oh shit like i was like i was also like bro scary. why would you walk into this elevator bro there's nothing good in here waiting yeah. on you don't do this yeah. <laughs> i also like how no one has a flashlight in that scene because like why would you have a flashlight like they only have their phone flashlight i thought that was really cool like just an underrated part like but yeah it it makes him look like that yeah, I'd actually be scared to get my ass whooped by some six foot three dude in a bat suit. Like, yeah, that's scary as shit. Yeah, and- fucking <laughs> killing Mbappe in the subway, like scared for his life. He ain't even fight that dude. You just like you just looked sure. at him all intimidating and this fucking killing Mbappe looking motherfucker was like, I don't want none. Like you could- <laughs> Oh, it did look like Mbappe. <laughs> you were about uh, to say okay, Mark, is that what you're saying? Why? Why did well, he only have half of his face painted? Is that because he like had? I think it's not in. the full initiation. The full initiation. Oh, got it. That's how I thought. That's how I thought. Okay. That's what. That I, was that's fucking what dope. Said. That was dope as shit. That was dope well, as shit. What I was gonna say is that I was told that it, it never rains in Southern California. However, in Gotham, it rains literally every single night. <laughs> there's not a single night that goes by where there's not rain in that city. <laughs> No wonder it, it feels like Matt Reeves was like, all right, this is supposed to be New York, but what if we made New York Seattle? <laughs> or you mean we Gotham made... Square Garden? Like, yeah, Gotham yeah, Square. There's literally it says Gotham, literally Gotham, Gotham Square, Square Garden. Garden. <laughs> I mean, it may have also just been raining so much because they filmed this in London. So they were just yeah. like, just made just make it rain. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> so like us waiting for a, an actual nice night it will take us. Longer than the COVID setbacks that we've had on this movie. Yeah, so just bring in the rain machines, man. Uh, One um, thing I did like about the movie, and I didn't notice it until rewatched. The first time I watched it, it was like Tuesday night at like seven thirty or something like that. So like I had to drive like an hour out of Sugarland to go see this movie, and like I was driving through like the night and shit. Today I saw it at like three twenty p.m. Still daytime outside. As soon as the movie starts, nah, bro, it's immediately nighttime. Like it's it is fucking. Pitch black outside in your heart, like right now. Watching yeah. this movie, the atmosphere is so perfect. Like they nailed it. Everything is creepy and dark and like hard to see. If you have like the shitty TVs they were complaining about on ga- the final season of Game of Thrones, don't watch this movie. Don't bro. watch like, this on HBO. Because <laughs> you just will not yeah. fucking see anything. <laughs> like everything is fucking pitch black. You need some fucking 4K. Like the high the best oled you can find to watch this movie at all gotta turn off that merge motion blur thing that like turn Tom was talking on. about <laughs> um now what do we think uh, we've talked about zoe kravitz but like the the main thing here the main draw is the main uh we talked about his perp like his plot the entire time but um paul dano like where where does he stand in his portrayal here like i said i felt like it was a kind of a it was a it was like a draw from like Kevin Spacey's guy and Seven and and a couple other things and a couple other characters even that Paul Dano has played and it was kind of funny when he take the mask off mask off that you just see like round face Paul Dano but it's yeah. just like <laughs> which is how it would be normally like all like the serial killers never look like he looked like every play. other serial killer that you've ever yeah. seen including uh, not just in the movies but also the real life I like I like the fact that they brought in some real life. Uh, stuff from the Zodiac as well as the stuff from the Zodiac adventure film. Uh, it was it was like clear that we got a little bit of that. We got a little bit of Science of the Lambs too, which I was fine mm-hmm. with. Uh, but I I thought his performance was great, uh, and I and I didn't mind the fact that it was very easy to see exactly what character or where the motivations or sorry where the uh, 
where the uh, stuff came from, from the character's inspiration. I, I thought it was fine. I was like, oh, okay, I understand immediately. This is Science of the Lambs. This is Zodiac. And I don't give a shit. Let's decipher these ciphers. Let's fucking look at these letters. They actually use the same exact code that the uh, Zodiac Killer uses in Zodiac. That's literally the same exact code. So, like, I'm oh. fine with that. Like, let's mm-hmm. let's do that. Let's lean into Fincher. Fincher is a God-level movie uh, filmmaker. If we're just going to take stuff from Fincher, I'm fine with that. Let's go. Yeah. If we're going to take I some taxi driver, let's go. Green suit and tie, like fucking cane, mustache twirling. Like, we didn't yeah, need him I'm... making jokes like Jim Carrey. Like make him no. creepy as shit and make him. He literally says in the movie, like my gifts aren't physical. Like I'm not about to beat the shit out of Batman, but I'm about to set up a whole bunch of shit that Batman's going to be. I'm going to be one step ahead of Batman all the time. And that's kind of what makes the Joker good. There are some iterations of the Joker that beats the shit out of Batman. But for the most part, Joker just gets his ass whooped by Batman, just like in The Dark Knight Rises. And then he sets up a new sets a new trap for Batman. Like, that's what the good Batman villains do. They don't beat the shit. That's why Bane is harder to make an amazing Bane movie, just because Bane is stupid, but he's just going to try to beat the shit out of Batman. It's much cooler to see somebody outsmart Batman. It's much cooler to see that. And that's what the Riddler was doing the whole time. It's just outsmarting Batman. None of the villains in the movie really were like, he could have beat the shit out of John Turturro whenever he wanted to. He could have definitely beat the shit out of the Penguin. The Penguin looked like his cardio game is trash. So, trash. like, it wasn't, like, a <laughs> physical uh, challenges that Batman was meeting. It was more of the mental challenges. And in a noir film where he's got to figure out what's coming next before the villain executes it, it worked very well to have villains that weren't actually trying to punch him. They were just trying to make him look stupid. I love that. It was great. How do we feel, though, that, like, and this kind of feels like an Arkham game where you got to go beat up, like, a bunch of, like, cronies to like get to the big bat like to get to the big like, yeah so like how do we feel though that the very final thing like the, the like the dude's literally already in prison like it worked for the story but like as far as like how superhero films work how do we feel marcus like do you have anything like how do you feel you know I, I think it's an interesting take i mean really at some point we're gonna have to break the mold on these things so it's not consistently the same thing every time like that's that's one of the knocks against like a large span of uh marvel movies is like they've got to have this big cgi showdown like in evil Shang-Chi. robot jeff bridges has to show. yeah <laughs> like all that all that has to happen like for us to have some sort of finality to these movies and it didn't necessarily have to be the case here and it was actually you know kind of refreshing to to have this different take on it that we we already knew that like hey riddler is is already locked up in Arkham, like there's no, there shouldn't be anything else left to this, but it's like, oh wait, there's still the flooding thing, and oh wait, there's still all these incels that you have to go up against. So <laughs> your work is not done. You can't punch out yet. Get back to work, bro. You're on the floor. Like you got to get going. <laughs> I yeah. love that. Like like you said, we have more work to do. Like the problems with the city are not solved. Like you got the murderer. You did it. It's like this is a real like systemic issue that Batman has to fight against. And he has to be he has to be a symbol of hope. Like he has to be heroic and like save real life people from real life shit. He's not saving them from, you know, aliens that are falling out of the sky or like their city's not floating in the air or whatever. Like there's no big purple monster. It's literally just people who like, you know, I mean the the seawall explosion thing a bit of a stretch but like you know it's a more realistic thing than fucking fighting thanos at the end and he's like down there in the trenches fucking leading people out of there like 
I'm Batman. I'm the good guy here to save the day, to be like the hope and like a symbol for the city. And this is like my place in society. I found it now. I figured it out. Zack Snyder tried to do the same thing, except, you know, Superman is having to fight aliens and they're fighting, you know, looking for the fucking mother box and <laughs> reversing time and shit instead of, you know, actually being on the ground helping real people. So, you know, I, I appreciated that about it. Um, my fun, The funniest thing that I thought about, like, at the very end of the movie when he's, like, helping people onto the helicopters with the National Guard, I just was thinking, like, the National Guard showing up and be like, why is there a dude in a bat suit here? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on with this guy? guy? Yeah, like, what? On? who, like, people that don't know who the Batman is because he's really only been doing it for a couple of years, and it's just basically, like, on local TV, it hasn't even made CNN yet or whatever. Like, yeah. they're just like, who the fuck? Hey, Steve, in- who the fuck is this guy in the costume? Who's that? <laughs> Why is he helping us right now? You know, like, Does hey, no one take- see this guy? Yeah, you could take this off, man. <laughs> but um, the thing that I kept thinking about in this movie, especially the second time that I watched it, because, like, like at the funeral scene, he shows up as Bruce Wayne, but he has to, like, go leave and put on the Batman suit like, and they never show him doing it but his suit is like fucking insane and like ultra bulletproof the most bulletproof like material you've ever seen in your fucking life so mm-hmm. this has got to be a fucking endeavor like this has to be well that was the funny part shit. because because like yeah he leaves and and then it's like nighttime when he returns so <laughs> it, it took a long time yeah, this dude is just sitting there with his fucking hand just ringing just for hours yeah. <laughs> in this church with a bomb strapped to his chest. And eventually he was just like, oh, fuck it. I'm going to just sit here and just chill. Man, that <laughs> was nothing to do. That was tense. And, like, they they've they've showed most of that scene in, like, trailers. And it's only, like, halfway through the movie, to be completely mm-hmm. honest. But, like, it, um, the when when he's sitting there trying to solve the riddles, like, yeah. First of all, I'm ratting out that guy, and then I'm leaving Gotham. Yeah, you know what I mean? facts. <laughs> Absolute like, facts. Like, yeah, probably the Riddler still kills him, but like, you know, I don't know. Um, I'm and- doing everything I can not to go outside with this bomb on my neck, bro. Like, I'm I'm gonna say whatever you want me to say right now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, the as somebody, Dex, have you you seen the Jim Carrey Batman Forever? Right? No. You haven't, Marcus. I know you have. I used to watch that on TNT religiously. I actually thought that Val Kilmer used to be a good Batman, but you know, time has kind of passed on that. Maybe, but like, I used he's to. Not love terrible. That. He's yeah, not terrible. Yeah, I, I used to love that movie. Looking back on it now, looking at it, I'm like, what are we doing here? <laughs> what is this? Well, I mean, the Schumacher films in general are just like don't have a real hold on like they just look flashy like joel schumacher was kind of michael bay before michael bay like they just look flashy mm-hmm. but like overall there's just no substance to any of them and they don't really like take into consideration like any any of the mythos with with anything of the characters or gotham city or anything like that it's just like here is batman's nipples and <laughs> all these neon lights enjoy and jim carrey and it's and it's weird because I I only bring it up to say this, like I love the the practicality of everything. I said on Twitter that this is probably like the most like grounded in realism. Like you can see like the cuts in in when they do a close up on Robert Pattinson, like you can see the cuts in the leather 
of like where he's been fighting or been hit and stuff. Like he has like basically like cop holsters on his utility belt and stuff like that. And like the, 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 the Riddler thing is literally like an army surplus in store and like gas mask and gimp suit and stuff like that. And it just, it makes sense. So, but there were people online before this movie came out that was like, uh, the Riddler's thing isn't comic book accurate. Uh, I don't know what they were trying to do here. And then you go back and you watch the Joel Schumacher films and you're like, what the fuck is this? this is like, <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, no way. No way. Can you imagine if they did that in this movie where they gave him like yeah. a cane and a top hat and like, you can't, you can't do that. The neon green like costume. This. Come on now. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I love the that way that they did grounded. the Riddler this time. You make it more grounded. And he's also said he wants to do a more grounded Mr. Freeze, another villain that they've made into like literally a joke or a meme in past movies. Like ground these characters. Gotham is the scariest place on the planet. It's gringy. It's dirty. We don't have the room for goofy superheroes, or goofy supervillains like that. Like give us grounded, focused supervillains that are not making jokes, even though they're like, the Riddler is not here for jokes. The Riddler is literally an incel Reddit thread brought to life. He should yeah, be the scary as shit. funny, but he's not making jokes. Like it's, exactly, yeah, it's different. Yeah, it's he. He was always supposed to be kind of yeah, kind of be this funny guy, but it was also this sort of thing that was like that was like they just told Jim Carrey to like do Ace Ventura. <laughs> I love Jim you know Carrey, but that is that is one of the worst supervillains that we've ever seen on screen. It was like, yeah, why am I supposed to be scared of a skinny white dude who's making jokes and puns? Why? Why would I yeah, be scared? Paul Dano fucking showed up on this fucking Facebook live, just like, riddle me this, Batman. Like, this shit would have been trash. <laughs> 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 no, thanks. <laughs> I don't like that at all. Like, the early Batman comics, obviously, like the ones from the 1940s and 50s are like, pow, wham. You know, it's it, though, it, <laughs> there is a place for those things. And it's funny to like, go back and you watch the original TV series with Adam West and stuff like that. And it's kind of true to those things. But like, since then Batman hasn't been the same since like, I don't know, the eighties probably like Batman has been dark since forever and it's gotten even darker in the 21st century. And so, yeah, to, to make this a detective Batman story, we haven't, I don't even think talked about that enough. Like it really is like one of the first movies where like Batman has to solve some shit. It makes so much sense to have a noir Batman movie, and it made me think, why have we never seen this before? Why did we do it's this before? Perfect. It's, it it's, really it's, makes it's no literally sense. a perfect marriage. It makes no sense that we've never seen that before. The Dark Knight movies are even more hopeful than this movie, which is crazy. <laughs> they really are. They really are. Yeah. Um, I thought they were going to like cut to black like when Robert Pattinson is just, like on the roof of Gotham Square Garden or whatever, and he's mm -hmm. like... It basically, like I know what I have to do now. Like I have staring to staring at the helicopter, this, whatever. That would yeah. you could have ended that. I thought they were gonna end it right there, and then they were like, "Nah, we got like twenty more minutes. Buckle up, buddy." <laughs> they have to show him leading the people to hope. Like he is um, the new bet. He has to. He realizes now that he has to be a symbol of hope, not a symbol of vengeance and anger, because that's what the criminals are a symbol of as well. So like, he's got to be the new hope that makes people think that Gotham can be saved. But Catwoman was like, "Fuck Gotham, bro." There ain't no yeah, safe yuck. in this place. I'm getting the Shoot. fuck out of here. Dude, Bro, like, you watch the yuck. news? There's water everywhere. I'm out of here, dog. <laughs> Disgusting. Um, okay, so like some things that I like had to think about the movie. He gets shot so many times. 
in this yep, like, so many times holy shit he gets shot a lot and the in the final scene where he uses like the power up the adrenaline is hilarious <laughs> yeah, what was that he did the super five on call of duty like i was i was listening to a pod today they think that it was uh the venom that uh bane uses oh god uh... Okay. I think it's just adrenaline. I just thought it was like an adrenaline I shot. I thought it was adrenaline shot, but they said that that, and I, I sort of keep them at what they're I saying. I thought it was a Call of Duty style self revive where you <laughs> take that, your power bar goes back up, and then Boy, you take back the out stem pack. Like, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> magic potion on Fortnite. <laughs> he, he saw that, he saw that, uh, he saw that dude almost kill Zoe Kravitz, and he's like, not on my watch. Like, he's just, <laughs> I ain't dude, hit yet. Yeah, I would do the same thing for Zoe Kravitz. So I understood his decision making completely. There. there was also like the weird part of the movie too, where he sees the thing is about to drop, and they're like, "I understand why he did it," but like to act like he was about to die oh. when he did that, and he then him like, just pop back up into the water. Yeah, yeah that, was, was kinda, that was that was definitely weird. It was a weird, weird choice. It was like he's like, <laughs> "I gotta go, I gotta go save these people," and it was like, "Oh, maybe he'll just like disappear after he, you know, like how." they do when Batman takes the nuke off into the distance in the, in the dark Knight rises or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and then like cut it. Like that's about to be the end of it. Like he, he goes silent, even though you can see he's like speaking yeah. and all this other shit. And it's like, okay, like he's going to die. Like, obviously, you know, he's not going to die because the Batman movie, but you're like, all right, like this has some finality to it. Nah, bro. We still got 25 more minutes of this movie. <laughs> yeah, it was just a weird thing to like, also on top of, on top it almost was like it almost was like him matt reeves being like we got to give him a reason to get down to these people so i can do this awesome shot with this flare that i had like in the can that shit was so dope <laughs> yeah it looked great um uh do we want to talk mayor, about real- the dumbest person okay yeah lie, go out so. go off on this thing how the why fu- did she do that why, why did you do that? do that we're under attack i know someone has to stand up immediately get shot bro i just told you like immediately <laughs> immediately what did you think you were about to go do bro you think you were gonna be like guys we have to believe in each other and fight for each other and we're all gonna be like do you think that was like gonna work everybody's gonna be like yeah you right let's band together no get the fuck out of here bro like jeffrey wright should have been like so what did we learn <laughs> <laughs> um it's no. like trying to press on the wound what did we learn yeah um my favorite thing, I think, in this entire thing, uh, was was definitely the car chase. Man, it was man that car chase was amazing. It was incredible, but I couldn't leave thinking like Batman doesn't kill anybody, but thirty people died in that in that car Easily. chase. Easily, and especially least. when the eighteen wheelers turned over. Like, yeah, the way they give the way they I got you, and it just like <laughs> boom. I'm like. Like I fanboyed a little. I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> the way they show you the Batmobile, and you know it's the Batmobile, but like they kind of just use the sound, and then they show you bits and pieces of it. I was losing my shit when they were doing that because it's like we know the Batmobile is a part of the story. We know the Batmobile's coming, but then it was like, "Oh shit!" I forgot Batman. We watched an hour and a half, and I forgot Batman literally has the coolest car of all time. So like now we're gonna do a car chase, and he's got the coolest car of all time. It's loud. It it was so loud. I was in a XG theater, so like, but like it yeah. sounded so loud when he was stepping on the gas. I was just like, he's just doing this to intimidate people. Like he can literally start driving right now. But he said he just like hitting the fucking gas, making noise, and I was just like he's being an asshole, <laughs> just being a dickhead. It was perfect. 
And I said, this is a really good way to build this up because we know we're about to get a car chase, but like the fucking Batmobile is coming. We know what the end, what the end is going to be, but draw it out a little bit. And it, we got an amazing car chase out of it. And it was perfect. I will say though, I fucking died. Like, and I don't think they meant for me to die. Like laughing at this part, but at the end of that car chase scene where Penguin's like just upside down looking at him, and it's like the trailer shot where Batman's like walking upside, <laughs> like Batman's walking upside down or whatever. He gets in front of the window and he's just like looking at him. Like, so I was, like, I was fucking dying. Could not stop. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know what that was. Like, <laughs> like why did we do that? We could have cut this scene like already. We didn't need this like extra. Like, <laughs> I was like, what is that? Having Colin Farrell have that moment of sheer joy where he thinks that he just killed the Batman and escaped the you know being 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 uh, prosecuted for his crimes was just incredible. And also, I really like how like obviously. They had to leave the, the penguin kind of off because now there's a power vacuum because what's his face is dead. Uh, Maroni is dead or Falcone is Falcone is gone. So like now there's a power vacuum and that's probably where the penguin show is going to go. But I really love the fact that the, what they did with the penguin, they gave him enough screen time to make us really like the portrayal of the character. But like he wasn't the main character in this movie. So he gets that one really amazing big scene with the car chase. He gets a couple other scenes, but it's like, You'll see more about Penguin later, but like we're showing you that the Penguin exists in this universe. I really like the way they did it. I really like the way they did. You have to tear your victims or your 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 villains, and I really like the way that they're like. We know that Riddler is the main villain, but like there are these other villains that he's gonna have to deal with. I really like the way they did that, and it never felt like we were giving too much time to one yeah. villain versus the other. They perfectly did it to where the Penguin the the. Uh, they perfectly did it to where the Riddler would be out of the movie for 15 to 20 minute chunks. And then he would just pop back in. Like literally you see the, the interaction between uh, the guy who, who was in the car and everybody in the club and the girl. And then all of a sudden he gets to his car and then it's like, boom, the Riddler is back in the movie. You haven't seen the Riddler in 30 minutes, but like he's still here. I really like the way that they divided the time between the villains. I thought they did a really good job. And it never will, felt too busy, which was dope. Yeah. I will say the, the kind of the thing that like, Maybe you can cut down a little time. It adds to the backstory a little bit, but like where he's like, oh, well, Bruce Wayne's dad had this guy killed. And then he goes, I had Mm -hmm. to do what I had to do. And then he goes to, then he goes to Alfred and Alfred's like, no, like that's (laughs) Yeah. Like, oh, that's not what happened at all. You believe the worst person alive? Yeah. <laughs> you just took his word for it. You just yeah, took his word father. <laughs> took that as gospel. Like, yeah, maybe you can cut a little bit of that out. Um, it, I, it's more John Turturro, which I'm fine with. But it was one of those things where it was like, I was like, why are we doing this whole thing? Like, I understand where you got to make the connection between. Like, I thought that the guy that they had killed, the journalist, his son was going to be the Riddler. I thought that I thought that's what was going to happen, but it just like them just being at the orphanage at the same time makes sense. But like, I thought that's why he would like, but he never really had a vendetta against Batman. So it like, it wouldn't have made sense in that thing. And so, but yeah, I really like the, where they're, where they're he they think they're working towards the same goal is always really funny but that yeah, was it. so dope to be i appreciated that scene so fucking much where he's like you and i are like basically you and i are the same like we're equals bro yeah, yeah. we've been doing this together you you the homie like yeah. you the og <laughs> <laughs> it's like he it's like he said hi to him once in the lunch line one time and he was just like he's like yes we're friends 
Um, or, you know, like fucking uh, Buddy and Mr. Incredible. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. You're the homie. Like, I'm, I'm trying to do what you're doing. <laughs> I'm going to be like you. Um, no, I, I just, I, I think that, yeah, some of that you can probably cut out. But there are there is a lot of, like, I kind of went in and went out, but you, there is a lot of, like, Maroney and Falcone and, like, all these things where you're just kind of like, all right, where are we in the power dynamic here? Yep. Like, you know, it is kind of, it is kind of interesting. But uh, some of the bit players did crack me up here that like the 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 chief of police cracked me up he was like the most stereotypical big city chief of police (laughs) that has ever been like the the guy yeah the guy like the the commissioner before he dies is like also like stereotypical like you get him out of here and it's just like (laughs) yeah a couple of the bit players were were cracking me up the cop uh, was just like you can't be here it's like bro like do you you not see the fucking cape like and then was immediately like oh hey it's bruce wayne hey bruce what's going on buddy (laughs) caping for billionaires um anyway so yeah i don't have anything really really else they need to make another one um i'd watch it tomorrow if they dropped it like there's gonna be a ton of more the shows, there'll be another movie. So, like, we're about to get a ton of more Batman stuff from this universe. And I'm here for all of it, bro. Sign me up. I, you know, Gotham PD. To the like, two Batman. We down. It is funny that, like, he went and helped the cops after they all shot at him as he was, like, <laughs> trying to leave. Yeah, also, true. we didn't talk about the wingsuit thing, um, which was, like, it's better than just, like, the actual wings. Like, he just is, like, he zips himself a up. Bat. Into, like, <laughs> yeah. Into the, into the wingsuit, which I thought... Man, he fucking nailed that bridge. Holy shit. <laughs> Kayla and I went, so oh, like we were like, <laughs> like he's not okay, folks. <laughs> well, the other thing that I found hilarious was like uh, in Gotham Square Garden when he was getting pulled by his cape at the end of it by the incels. I, I thought to myself, this is where Ed DeMotes would say in The Incredibles, no capes. No capes. No capes. Yeah. No capes. No capes. <laughs> the other and thing that like, killed me all three like it happens like two three maybe four times where like he's just unconscious and then he wakes up as people are finally like maybe we should take off his mask like, <laughs> maybe we should take the mask off yeah we've like transported him to this police station already yeah like how much time has out passed cold like, and maybe now we should take his mask off we couldn't do that earlier like immediately when he got knocked off we should do it now <laughs> my dude wakes up swinging though too <laughs> Like, yeah. Anyway, um, anything else that we have about this movie? Uh, take, uh, you know, we'll see how the Gotham PD shows uh, go. I think HBO Max has been on a pretty good run with their DC show content. Like, Doom Patrol is fun. Uh, Peacemaker was a ton of fun. Um, oh and actually, Harley a little Quinn, animated show, pretty heartfelt too. Yeah, like they've done really good with their like with their one their animated content, but two their their kind of short form stuff in in the tv show or long form stuff in the tv shows but um i'll see how you know they already made a gotham pd show basically that ran for like seven seasons yep yeah um so we'll see how i didn't watch it at all but i didn't watch it and this one has jeffrey wright sign me up um so we'll see how that we'll see how that goes and yeah i'm i'm here for it i'm here for just yeah we're all here for a cat come on we're all here for a cat woman need it Zoe Kravitz supremacy. Like, I want to get away from like how good she was as her performance. Her performance is actually very good, and like, uh, she 
played scared very, very well too. When like she had to go do the reconnaissance and stuff, but like, yeah, I think, I think her performance is being like highlighted by a lot of dudes for a lot of wrong reasons, but it's also like, oh. it is true. It's like, yeah, you see the material at the end of the day. Like we're not blind. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So we're going to do a real life supervillains draft right after this ad break from Apollo Houston. I'll be right back. What up, chat? Holla, if you're still here. I'm sure we lost a ton of people. We've been talking about this movie for an hour and a half now. But, you I'm know. definitely sure we lost some people once the spoilers started. Although maybe, I guess the smart people who hadn't seen it wouldn't have clicked in the first place. Yeah. yeah. If you see some people have been live talking about the Batman for an hour and a half, I'm assuming you were down for some I wouldn't spoilers. Have if I hadn't seen it, I wouldn't have clicked shit. No, thank you, guys. One thing I didn't say that I did enjoy w- about the score is that he uses some of the elements from uh, the the Tim Burton score of Catwoman when he's like in her in her new sound. It basically has a lot of the same threads from oh. the Tim Burton theme. So you sort of put them on top of each other. You would have definitely been able to tell if this is like they're coming from the same place. Wow. Somebody earlier in the chat said that he also like uh, used parts of Ave Maria in the score, like which is super dope because that song kept coming up over and over. And yeah. so he just like used it in the score, which is super cool to me. When but, all Dano started singing it, I was scared as hell. I said, "Oh shit, it's over for Batman, bro!" Terrifying, <laughs> bro. When he was like sitting in Arkham, just like just saying Bruce Wayne over and over, I was so Ooh. fucking tense. <laughs> yeah, like, he knows. Yeah, we- you know, we got the okie doke on that one. Oh, we didn't mention. Okay, we're back. I we didn't mention in that thing like the the uh, when he realizes it's so subtle when he realizes that like Batman isn't Bruce Wayne. He's like it, it was. I forget what he says, but it's so subtle. It's just a. He's look like we almost by, got him. Yeah, yeah. It's literally just a look by Pattinson that he realizes he doesn't know who he is, which is very funny. But like, because how would you not know? But like it, it is like one of those things where it's like oh man what it's what it like i it's you kind of like see it coming but, yeah. that he has but it's definitely like like you said like it was a look like he couldn't give it away totally that like hey yeah. you didn't get what you thought you had mm-hmm. but at the same point like i can't look at you and be like yeah it's me man he's like oh god <laughs> yeah he wasn't he didn't give like a big sigh of relief or anything like that he yeah. literally like sighed with his eyes basically <laughs> just like in the shadows it was just looking like oh yeah. thank god <laughs> yeah. the uh yeah but the bruce wayne is just like oh <laughs> so good yeah. all right um real life supervillains draft uh first uh we're gonna do marcus Dex, Royden, Tiege. Okay. Dope. Marcus, Dex, Royden, Tiege. Real life supervillains draft. There is a 1 1 overall. <laughs> There's a few. Um, had them in for a private team workout. <laughs> <laughs> Starting at, at center from Russia. <laughs> and Skinner's a bold choice. Big B, Vladimir Putin. Welcome to the team, bro. Bold choice starting that man at center. Hey, look, generational can't miss prospect in the real life supervillain draft. 
Like, I don't okay. I don't know who you could possibly take over him. It, Looking like, like Blake Bortles versus a little bit of pressure, though. He is <laughs> collapsing in the pocket. <laughs> hey, you know, Trevor Lawrence came out here looking real bad with the Jacks. You know what I'm saying? But you said take a number one. <laughs> oh, God. It's, it's not funny, but it, it, it has to kind of be funny. This is the one we're going to get canceled super, for, super right? Yeah. This is what we're going to get canceled for, the fucking Putin draft. God damn it. Hey, look. <laughs> If you if you think he's real life, real life. Villains, there's no there's yes. nobody else you can take above Vladimir Putin right now. He's threatened to end the world a few times this week. Mm-hmm. Facts. <laughs> fucking Lindsey Graham out here just giving uh, the fucking worst. Well, somebody in Russia, <laughs> I know they can get to him. Hey. All we gotta do, all you gotta do, just you know, somebody step up. Just somebody do, do something, team. man. <laughs> I tell you that he, like, a sitting U.S. senator said. You know, like maybe, like, like it just like, and this man like triple, quadruple down on it, like on Twitter immediately after getting off of Fox News saying that bullshit. But yeah, he was just like, I, I tweeted this yesterday. It was like when I used to work retail and like we had a bathroom in the store, and it'd be like, all right, somebody shit on the floor in there. Somebody's got to go in there and clean it up. Like it's time to close. Somebody's got to step up and do it. Who's going to do it? Like, and this man is talking about fucking Vladimir Putin the same way. Like, no, nah, bro, this is not this is not the time for the somebody has to step up talk. Like, there are so many. There are so many. Sir, resign. Sir, sir, resign under that. Tweet. <laughs> He's Retire, like, you're going to pr- yeah, you're gonna pry this seat out of my cold, dead hands. Um. Not a politics podcast, but like not a politics podcast, but impossible to ignore what's going Absolutely. on right now. Zach's second Absolutely. pick of the real life supervillains draft. Um, Zach Snyder. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> 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 uh, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> yes, because he just he holds like 70% of the world's communication in his hand and he just like refuses to like do anything to make that okay <laughs> on twitter like what if you just like what if zuck just shut down whatsapp yeah I... if he was just like nah we turned that shit off bro like <laughs> this war ends tomorrow like y'all are well no longer talking to each other <laughs> but yeah and he just refused to do that like russia basically elected donald trump president for us via his platform and he was just like hey sometimes it'd be like that like, i don't know what you want me to do like <laughs> No, nah, bro, Man, don't be like this. Russia invades your marketing. Like, what are you supposed to do? Yeah, it don't be like that, bro. Like, this is all like you did this. You are responsible for this. And like, no, I'm not following you into the metaverse, no matter like how you try to brand it or sell it. I can't it. do it. I I'm not going with it. you, bro. Not with you. <laughs> Maybe somebody else could have got me there. Not you. <laughs> We're just out here growing some steaks. Now he's, he's like, not a real person either. He's like buying like huge parts of Hawaii and telling them all to go fuck themselves basically about it. Like, dude, it's just. Hey, maybe like, get your money up, he said. Yeah, get your money up. If you want to protect your sacred lands or whatever, you should have made more money. Like, like the whole Mark Zuckerberg ethos. Like, I don't, I just don't fuck with dude. I don't know how you could. Nobody fucks with dude, even people who like Facebook. Have y'all seen the picture of him on that surfboard? Not yes. real. It's like not, not a real person. <laughs> With like the sunscreen, like on yeah, his nose, not a like real person. Squidward. <laughs> He's the like fucking, fucking white block of sunscreen on his face. Um. All right. So, 
I, I mean, I got to just because we're it's going to be a th- common theme on this podcast. But I mean, Bezos, man, he's the closest <laughs> thing. He is the closest thing to a real life Lex Luthor that we're going to get. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, he went bald and got jacked. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> like, why? That's what I had my pre-draft rundown for him. I said, very much Lex Luthor, Jeff Bezos. He's also, like, running just basically, like, yeah, all of our jobs are in America, you know, except they can't take bathroom breaks and, like... <laughs> <laughs> That he's uh, building rocket ships also, yeah. you know. Yeah. Taking just casual space flights. What are you doing? He what like owns doing? most of the way that the internet works at this point. Oh, he does. <laughs> he literally owns the internet. Like Amazon yeah. Web Services, like we talk about Zuckerberg and everything. Like like Amazon, like the DOJ runs their website off of Amazon Web Services. That insane. Good. <laughs> that seems like a this seems like a conflict of interest. Yeah, it seems it's... like a bit of a problem. <laughs> Yeah, like several government entities run their web services off of Amazon Web Services. Mm. <laughs> Yikes. Great. Not great. All right. Okay. Yeah. It's on me. Jimmy Bezos. Also, f- he could just like in so many things. Like he like his wife he his wife got divorced. She was now like the wealthiest woman in, in the world. And she has immediately just started doing good things with that money. immediately like didn't even think about it she was just like here colleges y'all need this right yeah (laughs) and he's just like i don't know space right anyway sorry all right for my first pick i'm picking darth vader aka nick saban (laughs) he's ruined everything (laughs) nick saban fuck you nick saban uh (laughs) nick saban is the greatest supervillain of all time uh in real life um, he won't leave us alone, pick. bro. Good call. Not terrorizing us. I am fucking tired of Alabama football being in every college football playoff. I'm tired, bro. I'm just tired. I'm just like, why I'm are you tired. still doing this? This can't be fun. Like, go home and be a family man and go spend time with your fucking kids and go run for office or something. Just get out of the way, please. We're just tired yeah. of this. Be governor please of stop. Alabama if you want to. Like, just let us have a different national. Just let us have game. something, bro. Please. Uh, yeah, he. Um, go ahead. He. he Sorry, no, it's just like he's one of those dudes and there's going to be a few people on this list that are kind of ma- match this mold where like just go home, man. What what is he going to do? Like he doesn't do anything other than like <laughs> like he watches the right. weather channel, eats oatmeal cream pie, cream pies. All he does and, is like and wins football lives. games. Yes. Like he doesn't know anything else. I think he'll die. He'll Joe Paterno it. Like he'll just like once he retires, he'll just die so he can just like beat any allegations. <laughs> Please retire Holy Nick shit. Saban. Please. <laughs> Please. That's what happened yeah. to Joe Paterno. I'm not defending the guy. The, he just literally died, happened. so he didn't. He didn't. We have are to not. Face we are not accusing Nick Saban of anything other no. than being a supervillain. Just to be clear, <laughs> other than be being clear. a supervillain. <laughs> um, for the next choice, I'm choosing uh, Tom Brady. Uh, fuck Tom Brady. Uh, Tom Brady yep. ruins lives. Uh, all he does is ruin everything. And I'm glad that Tom Brady has retired because I'm. Frankly, nobody should be able to go to as many Super Bowls as Tom Brady went to. They definitely shouldn't be able to win as many Super Bowls as Tom Brady won. It should not exist. There should be more parity than that. But it doesn't matter what happens. Tom Brady is in the Super Bowl once every fucking two years anyway. So I'm glad that he's gone. But I'm taking that as my second choice for the real-life Super Bowl. Man, he had his weird character arc thing, though, like in season 20, where he was just like, where people were like, maybe he's likable? Like, are we are we liking I didn't Tom fall Brady? For it. No, I didn't fall for no, it. But uh, a lot did, of people did. did 
I did a lot not. Of people, he got nobody. a social media manager, and they're like, "What if you were funny?" And people were like, <laughs> <laughs> "Like, what? If, what? Just be funny." And the people were like, "This, this Tom Brady guy, fuck all the pain and he, suffering he he's caused us for on, fifteen media, years." Yeah, it always yeah. felt like the Hillary Clinton thing to me, where she's like, "Hey, I'm in Grand Rapids. I'm <laughs> hanging, just chilling in Cedar Rapids." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it always felt like every time Brady video that I've ever seen feels like that. And then he like like some rap songs play over his highlights. His highlights are very boring too. Like that's the worst part of it. It's not like he's like Patrick Mahomes, who like I also <laughs> don't like. But Patrick Mahomes is doing like some of the coolest shit you've ever seen. Tom Brady is just like regular ass football. And like he just keeps winning all the time. Nobody Man, that wants back this. shoulder pass was so good. Like, nobody wants this shit. Get out of here. Leave us alone. Uh, my next supervillain is uh, TikTokers who continuously sing to service workers. <laughs> <laughs> this is Stop that shit. shit. Stop it. Service workers hate their jobs, man. We like, sure do. It, it look. It look. Every no like. It's awesome that people are working and, and serving people that like you go and you pay for a product. Like it's it's awesome that people work those jobs. Stop, but it sucks. Stop ruining their day by going in and being like, Thank you for giving me ice cream. Like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, yeah, like stop, do not bro, I've been here for eleven hours. Don't fucking film me right now. The last thing I want to do is this shit. Right, I'm yeah. ready to go home, dog. It's Saturday. Like, do you see this line? Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, also, you're ruining everybody else's experiences in that Starbucks. Like, yeah. it just, like, like uh, you know? Like, how is not the next frame of that thing being like, shut the fuck up? Like, it's just like... <laughs> I hate that. I'm so serious about that pick. I hate that shit, man. It's so embarrassing. Stop. All right. And then it gets my, like a million likes on TikTok, so I don't know what I'm talking about. Yeah, apparently people like that bullshit, but like nobody who actually works in the service industry would ever want that shit to happen. Unless you're like giving them money at the end of it, which don't. Service <laughs> industry people don't even like singing the happy birthday tune to people at like their <laughs> meal. Yeah, Don't sing nope. at me. <laughs> uh, so my pick, I'm going to go with a, uh, a friend of the pod, but definitely a super villain. I'm glad that we're on our good side at this point. I'm going to go Twitter user at Miss Pizzerino. Uh, <laughs> long time guest of the pod, Mo. Uh, I almost you, put that on our Twitter prompt that I just sent out. I almost quote tweeted. That's amazing. Mo, I didn't want the wrath. <laughs> I can't Bro, wait to clip this. And put it up on the internet and add her in it so that she can see that this has happened. I can't wait. If you have, if you don't follow her or you like haven't followed her for very long, you might not have seen it. She like suckers you in with like all the what we watch yeah. and like the very nice things that she says about <laughs> her friends and believing in herself and things like that. But that woman will murder you in front of your friends and family all the time. Yeah, what did she say? What did she say to Mister Blah Blah the other day where she was like, she's asked some prompt like like how do you feel about yourself or something? And she, he you just said, stop like, the, prompt. the prompts are what gets you in. Yeah. And he basically <laughs> like, said something nonchalant. He said, she said, because that's because you're ugly. And I was just like, God <laughs> damn it. Like, Whoa. One of my favorites is like, she does this every time and dudes just keep falling for it. Like it's on y'all at this point, not the victim blame, but like you did it she'll, to yourself. So it's like, please retweet this if you're hot. And then she'll literally yep. come at you and be like, why did you retweet you. this? And it's like, <laughs> not you. I wasn't talking to you. This wasn't not you. I'm like this, please. Thank you. <laughs> Stop lying to the timeline. Thank you. 
or oh. like dudes will be like uh she'll be like uh i'm looking for you know uh all my attractive dudes with beards please reply and then people will reply and she'll be like um no <laughs> not you get out of here <laughs> no dudes will hit on her dudes will hit she'll on her gaslight and you yeah and she'll be like uh i don't even know who you are like why are you tweeting that <laughs> Just villain, in, super incredible villain. work. Be safe, yeah. brothers. Be safe. Don't don't fall for it, bros. All right, Marcus. All right. With my next pick, I'm gonna take you on a story. I'm gonna paint a picture, right? That's what I do. My next pick is the actor Dominique Lombardozzi, who if you don't know who that is, he plays Herc in The Wire. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> And, and there was a solid 15 years where every time I saw Dominic, I, I assumed the worst for that show because I hated him as Herc. Then after I got done with The Wire, because I saw it in college, thanks to TJ, I moved on to another favorite show, Entourage, right? <laughs> got to about season four. Dominic shows up again. He's one of one of Vince's friends that went to jail for him. I was like... Why the fuck does this guy keep <laughs> coming into my shows and wrecking havoc every single time? Every time. Yeah, that's a that's a great pick. I didn't recognize the name immediately because I only know him as Hurt from The Wire. Like that's just who he is to me. But yeah, yeah, super villain for sure. <laughs> that's amazing. You got another one, Marcus. Yeah, and my next one. Um, same vein that TJ was talking about. Uh, in general, um, anyone that is from the state of Ele- or me, Oklahoma, I consider a supervillain. Uh, large part because of the university that they all largely support. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, fuck them broke boys from the north that can't pay their, their, their fees to get out of the conference that we're in. They can't pay it with your broke ass. With your broke ass. Y'all ain't got no donors that can step up to the plate to pay that that piddly ass bill. We just passed five plates around and we got that money. Yeah, y'all have won the Big 12 70 times and, you know, you dominate this stupid state that you're in but nobody got any bread, bro? Nobody? The whole state, bro. Nobody's liquid. (laughs) All the oil workers in Oklahoma are from Texas. Nasty institution. <laughs> nasty, Dick. nasty institution. Um, so I gotta like given current events, which are much less serious than the, the Putin ones that are happening, I gotta say Rob Manfred as yeah. the worst what commissioner in American sports. Holy shit. <laughs> like, he just like it seems like he doesn't even like it doesn't care whether baseball happens or not. He doesn't care about like the World Series or anything else. He's like focused on like just making money, except they don't like make that much money or do anything that cool. Like they could be making so much more money than they are if they just like did some cool shit that everyone's been saying for decades y'all should be doing. He just refuses to do it. Also, he pulled up to the fucking World Series and you know the Astros near and dear to my heart. Shout out to Apollo H.O.U. Yes, and our family. Um, you know, we play with the roof closed because it gets loud as fuck in there. And that's what we do. That's what we like. And he just shows up and he's like, nah, I gotta open this shit up. What? <laughs> Why? What? 
Who are you? <laughs> Who told they you? That? They've done that. They've done that to us twice. Bud Selig did that in 2004. In, in 2004, and it was cold as fuck in Houston. And they're like, we don't play in the cold. It's Houston. Yeah, we have a roof. Like, why roof do these commissioners keep power. making y'all play with an open roof? I don't understand it. Why? They just hate What's... fun, I guess. <laughs> like, it's the same about like wanting to have shots that in, like New York, where it's like it's actual elements. Like, fuck that. Yeah, fuck that, bro. The elements are for the poor's who can't afford roofs. All right. <laughs> in Houston, we put roofs on our shit. They put like, roofs on our shit since 1960. That's that's what we do here. And you're gonna make us open the shit. Fuck y'all, bro. Get get Rob Manfred the fuck out of here. Pay the players what they're worth. In the lockout, let's get the MLB back rolling. Get Rob Manfred. The yeah, fuck we out need. Of we're here. gonna need something in the summer because basketball is coming to like a like college basketball is coming to a screeching halt very soon, and NBA is gonna be done before you know it too. We need something for like July. Um, my next pick is like an, an actual supervillain that like like David, you know, or uh, what's his face is, is Rob Manfred's a, uh, you know, incompetent supervillain kind of falls ass backwards into power. Uh, David Stern was <laughs> an actual supervillain <laughs> who actually like had the most power of anyone ever. And, like, That's not fair because he's dead. So? <laughs> Why? Why is that not fair? It is are not the David Stern stories true where it's just like Well true, but he doesn't exist anymore, so he's not a real life supervillain now he's dead. He was a real life supervillain. <laughs> okay. I didn't know we could use dead people. I'm Hitler, to hasn't been, Hitler, Hitler hasn't been chosen yet. So Hitler was so David Stern was chosen before. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Uh. Oh, oh my god. Oh we my took shit. fucking Herc from the wire before him. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's amazing. Oh, Twitter shit. user Miss Pizzerino off the board before him. <laughs> Twitter user Miss Pizzerino went off the board before Hitler. Damn. That's crazy. Cold world. Oh man. Amazing. Should I amend right. my pick to have like real life things? No, it's funnier this funnier this way. Okay. Oh yeah, David okay. Stern making people wear those awful awful church suits in 2004 and <laughs> god awful. And I was I don't know why I was listening back to our uh episode of the the, the Malice at the Palace episode and we have a bit in there about those suits and i went back and just looked at it the fabric in those man he was like we would rather we would rather people wear these suits to these games than to uh have their own fashion look fit. black at all <laughs> bro we would rather have you wear enough fabric to clothe an entire <laughs> an entire orphanage man <laughs> yeah <laughs> Than to have you just look like black people who play these kids in Africa <laughs> can't get no clothing, no, no. resources. Because but yeah, here's Jermaine O'Neal. <laughs> my favorite, my favorite, my favorite memes or whatever on on Twitter on NBA Twitter is when like Kyrie or something is out here talking reckless and weird, and people are like, David Stern would have had him in the gulag, like. <laughs> <laughs> David Stern would have this man off the map, bro. Yeah. Also fixing All drafts right. and things like that. My last two picks here. Uh, with my third pick, I'm picking Dana White. Dana White, you should pay your fighters. Oh, my Stop God. Having them be so broke. 
I am tired of how broke the UFC fighters are. It is ridiculous. Dana White is a war criminal. He should be arrested. <laughs> um, and for my fourth pick, I am picking Hitler because Hitler is bad. <laughs> the end. The end. There's no. There's no but. There's no. Like, there's no additional. Like no. This, Hitler was bad. Like Hitler period. Was bad. Done. The end. In, in fact, bad. <laughs> Somebody uh, said somebody in the chat said, "Did anybody pick Vince yet?" Like Vince McMahon. Jeff, I'm, I'm getting there. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I literally have that written down. I'm getting there. <laughs> oh man, my next pick is uh, Vince McMahon. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> no, I'm not getting. I'm getting. Um, let's see. What do I want to go with? My next pick is uh, people who eat ketchup on steak. You're a serial killer. <laughs> oh. You're a serial killer, and you need to be institutionalized. I'm serious about that pick. Stop it. Also, people, I'm, a, I'm, 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 addending, I'm a, an addendum to this. I'm ending this, actually. Um, people who on Twitter will be like, y'all uh, y'all actually like to eat y'all steaks like medium well and stuff? Like, ugh. Like get, you get packed up every time. Shut up. <laughs> Stop. You know what you're doing. Quit it and be like, eat your hockey puck and shut up. <laughs> Sorry. So people that... who eat steak wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Very solid pick. My final pick is the aforementioned Vince McMahon, uh, a, a super villain who has like people go out there and kill themselves literally for our entertainment. They're just like throwing themselves off the top of cages. He had women literally like wrestling each other and like stripping their clothes off in jello and mud. Like we with just, nary an insurance policy to be had. Nary an insurance policy to be had. They're independent contractors. He like doesn't treat them as employees. He had women like literally kissing his ass, like literally on television, like yep. bending down to kiss his ass. And he's given us a lot of racist characters in his work. Given us a lot of very sexist characters at his work, and uh, you know, He's basically really, every good thing that's like happened writing is... his own storylines. Yeah. We need a like, 30 for 30 on the attitude era alone because the stuff that Vince got away with in the attitude <laughs> era was oh my god, bro. The stuff that I was able to just like turn on my TV and see as like, a seven year old, <laughs> just an insane amount of shit. like, why are you having dudes like fight ladder matches for custody of their children? Like, what's like, what is. <laughs> What is wrong with you? <laughs> why is there a storyline where he was gonna like have sex with his daughter? Yeah, like why? Why did that bro, happen? Why like, did he do that? Vince is extremely nasty man, bro. Deontay, I agree with you. Vince is an extremely nasty man. That's a nasty. He man. gave us like a month long storyline of like stepmom porn. Like that was like a real thing <laughs> that happened. <laughs> Like the Tori Wilson Don Marie thing, literally just like a stepmom porn scene stretched out over like two months and then fought at a pay per view. Like, and they literally just took each other's clothes off there. Like, the shit was insane. Vince McMahon deserves present time. And uh, yeah, we can't rest until that happens. Marcus, final pick. All right. Um, listen, we're all, we're all adults here. All right. And I don't want to kink shame. <laughs> However, oh, no. however, I don't know where this is going. Y'all 
Uh-oh. With the feet fetish. <laughs> turn this up. Turn Please. this up. Turn this up. Please. Turn this Please. up. Please. Pack your fucking bags. Like, get the fuck out of here, bro. I don't want to hear it anymore. I don't want to even know if any of my friends are feet guys. Keep it to yourselves. I don't even know the information. Facts. I don't care. You guys are deviants. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. Like this, we this might be our society, best draft ever. We as society need to get these fuckers under control, man. I don't care about the border war anymore. Get these fucking feet guys in the gulag. That's all I gotta say. Build back better starts with giving foot fetishes off the street. Bro, we need make to make America a graphic great again. Make America <laughs> great again. Get these guys out of here. We need to make a graphic of these draft picks because this is definitely our funniest draft of all. Time. I can this do that. Insane. Yeah, I will do that shit. I'll tweet this like next week. This is insane. Holy shit. Foot the, fetish uh, guys. The funniest thing is when T's T's are even on private right now, but like you'll tweet something like quote tweet something about like getting foot people out of the paint and like there will be a nice like contingency of people that'll be like hey, hold, hold, hold on hold on hold on wait wait wait, wait foot wait, fetish wait, dudes wait. are very vocal they're very vocal about being foot fetish dudes they do not like when you took call them deviants even though that's what they are they're literally deviants bro foot fetish dudes are deviants. i sent hey. y'all that star wars meme on tiktok the other day right yeah you did i saw it yesterday <laughs> It's like boobs, guys, butt guys, thigh guys, personality, face, and then it's like feet guys with the red lightsaber. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) with the red lightsaber. No, um, get them out of here. That's fine. Uh, (laughs) All right, we don't need it. They they're not doing anything to contribute to society. I mean, fair enough. (laughs) I mean, although Quentin Tarantino, I don't need any more Quentin Tarantino. You know what? Yeah, we can be done with Quentin Tarantino. I mean, yeah, he's making. No, no, no. I, I, I don't. I said I don't wait, need more of it in my movies from Quentin Tarantino. Facts, but we still but need the you, movies. We may, still need more. You make feet a in Quentin Tarantino movie, you're gonna have a. You're, you're gonna have it though. <laughs> there was, was a whole scene in Kill Bill where she tries to open a door with her feet. Yeah, move uh, your big toe. Wiggle your big toe. Oh. Nope, just not. Not no. And like Uma Thurman doesn't even have nice feet. Like it was gross. No. It was weird. <laughs> um, yeah, my uh, my next pick is uh, or, or, or honorable mentions. Honorable mentions. Coach K, get him out of here. Hey, hold on. We are not doing this on this podcast. <laughs> we we Coach can. Kay. We sure get him can. out of here. Not, him not before here. Coach K's, Coach K's last his game. Reign, is his reign of terror is done. He is mm-hmm. done in these streets. This is ridiculous. Get him out of here. Bye. I disagree with this pick vehemently. Coach K is a superhero. Not Had a three superhero. lottery picks, couldn't get to the final four. That's <laughs> all. You got to stop this right now. You got to stop this right now. Had <laughs> our boy Zion when he was still a 2XL and, had, and couldn't get him out. It's a final four, bro. When he was still a 2XL. <laughs> Speaking of basketball, um, I can. There's enough time has passed that I can acknowledge this. Uh, Daryl Morey is a super villain. <laughs> he must be stopped. Right. Turn up on that. He must be stopped, bro. He must be stopped. The like, fact that he didn't have to give Maxi up in either of those Harden trades is fucking me up, man. Yeah. Like, Daryl Morey looked us in our faces in the prime of Harden and said, "Hey guys, 
got some new additions to the team this year. Really going to help Harden out. <laughs> They're Michael Carter Williams and Carmelo Anthony. That's and when James I realized. Hey, this, <laughs> James Ennis. James Ennis. This man looked me in my eyes. Markel Chris. This man looked me in my eyes. James Ennis oh is going to provide us the fucking the stuff we need to get over the Warriors hump, bro. That, dead ass. And then this man gave gave up picks to trade for Russell Westbrook. Bro, that's, a, that's villainy. That's true villainy. And an 85-year-old Danae Hilario. Yeah. This, this man <laughs> was sitting there reading the CBA, fucking cooking up any fucking scheme that he could come up with so that we could sign Danae and have it not matter at all. Like, bro, what are you doing? Get the fuck out of my face. And now he just got hard again. Ben Simmons is still not playing. Like He somehow pulled that off. But also... I just know. I don't know how. I don't know why. I just know this shit's going to come crashing down yet again because, much like a supervillain in a movie, Daryl Moore just can't win at the end. It's just not possible. <laughs> like, someone else has to come in and save the day, whether it's, you know, Steph Curry taking advantage of Chris Paul's hamstring or something, or I, someone, LeBron James. Like shutting down the NBA with a global pandemic so he can win a ring in the bubble <laughs> and snitching on Daniel House to get him out of here. Yeah. Someone will pop up and get Daryl Morey out of the pay by the end of this. Like, that's uh, how it goes. Steph Curry is a super villain in my personal life. <laughs> Turn that up. Oh the my terrorist. God. That dude has terrorized my basketball fandom for years. It is incredible. One dude. And it's like, I can't even enjoy how great he is because it's just like always. He's gonna hit the three. Much. It's dramatic. Like, fuck. And his fans are so whack. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Real Plus, life. Plus, like Superman. the thing that he does now against the Rockets is he'll just like just purposely fuck up the f whole first half, just give you a little bit of hope, and then he'll go for like thirty-five and all in the second half, yep. <laughs> and we hit the buzzer beater at the end. Like, haha, full J again. Like, bro, yep. I'm tired of this. You didn't fool me at all. I know how this goes. Like, I hate this. <laughs> Every single time, man. All right. Anything else? Any other uh, people, places, or things? That's all I got. Mr. Blah Blah for the things yeah. he quotes onto the timeline. <laughs> I cannot open my fucking Twitter on, on, at work because of that dude. I can't do it. <laughs> I'm being serious. I can't. I can't pull it, it up. It'll like, always be like, what, what are you mad at me for? I'm just quote tweeting. I enjoy it. Like, get the fuck out of here, bro. <laughs> hey, if, why are you quote tweeting is... porn onto my timeline, man? I can't even, like, it's two o'clock on a Wednesday, oh dog. God. Like, <laughs> I work in a corporate setting. If this is the end of our episode, then is it time that we can have a spoiler that our next episode is going to be Cloud Atlas, the nine hour Cloud Atlas episode marathon? Uh, we have to do it. We have to do it. it has probably. To there's nothing like really new coming out. Uh, you know, <laughs> me and Royden have been building up this fight for two fucking years. Hey, I've Actually, never seen this film, so I'm fine doing the episode because I don't know exactly what I'm saying I'm fine with. No, you can't it. come out. It'll just be Dex and I yelling at each other. It'll be a, <laughs> a first-take episode. <laughs> Yo, uh, before we go, uh, Dex, I meant to tell you, I'm like halfway through um, Nightmare Alley, and you were 100% right, man. I, I got to the part where he meets Kate Blanchett, and I just – they did such a disservice. I told you this today. They did such a, a disservice to that movie. Cause it is flames for the first half, and I don't even—I don't even. Like, it's great. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it the deserved that Oscar isn't as good. The second half isn't as good, but it's still really good. Bradley Dude, Cooper's the final scene is so fucking. The final scene yo. is insane, man. It's insane. Yeah, Nightmare Alley. Go stream the shit. It's on HBO Max now, right? Yep. Yeah, it's on HBO Max and Hulu. Along yeah. with uh, along with Drive My Car, as well as yes, I gotta check that out too. Uh, yep. West Side Story. West Side Story. West Side Story is on Disney Plus, but y'all, it's on HBO Max too. These these Oscar movies are out, y'all. All I think you can stream nine of the ten now. You still can't stream Belfast. You can rent it now, but what? Up, up, up. But yeah. Belfast you is can't still, stream like, it for free. Canada brand out trying to get this brand exactly, <laughs> exactly. But the other nine movies, I'm pretty sure they all stream somewhere. Uh, King Richard has been on and off of the apps for a long time, but it's back on HBO Max, so you can go watch. All the uh, best picture movies. I have seen all of them except for Drive My Car and Belfast. And I started Coda and I didn't like it that much. So I stopped watching Coda. But uh, other than that, I'm in. we're going to have to talk about Coda. Coda, like I said this on Twitter, it has a teenage girl problem. Like it's really hard to center your movie yes. for adults on I teenage totally girls. Like it's it's so hard to do. But I mean, it's still a good time. But I just saw The Sound of Metal. Like not just saw, but like I recently saw it because it just came out a couple years ago, and it's just like a to me like a much better way to tell a similar story. So every when I'm watching Coda, I couldn't help but make the comparisons. And there's not a teenage girl at the center of the Sound of Metal. There is a teenage girl at the center of Coda, and that just makes Coda harder to watch. <laughs> All right, that has been a one take pod. Uh, Marcus, where can they find what you're working with? Yes, sir. Uh, Twitter handle is my name, Marcus J. Brent. And uh, like I said before, we are working on college basketball, getting ready for a tournament. Uh, I have absolutely no faith that the Longhorns are going to do anything but disappoint. Um, if they can't score, that'll be it'll be tough. Yeah, you, I hear you need to put the, the goal in the basket every now and then. You can't just play defense for 40 minutes, oddly mm-hmm. enough. But yeah, that's yeah. that's all we're doing. Talking about yeah. uh, playing Horizon Forbidden West right now. Incredible for game. And, Incredible uh, game. Trying, to, I, I just broke the news that we figured out that TJ hasn't beaten the game since the Trump administration. <laughs> Wait, what? Right now, he hasn't this. beaten the game since The Last of Us Part Two in November of 2020. I checked it today. I beat oh that beating the game since the Trump administration. Thank Holy you. Oh, God, guys. <laughs> okay, I'm coming. I'm I'm gonna beat a game this year. I don't know which one it is. It's probably not a gonna game. be seafood because seafood's a hard game. as fuck. Who is going to who who's gonna finish a game first? Like, or is is Tej going to finish a game, or will Texas win an NCAA tournament game? Which oh, oh, no. oh, oh no, Texas we should are, win an NCAA tournament to game before I finish a game. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Just throwing that out. Hundred percent. All right. Uh, I mainline, by the way, I just like what I, we talked about, what we're watching and stuff. Basically, what I've been watching is uh, Horizon, both of the games. I mainlined Horizon uh, Zero, Zero Dawn, Dawn in like, a, like a, a solid week. And now I'm nearly done with Horizon. Those games are so fun. It's so mindless, just killing dinosaurs and stuff. Yep. <laughs> um, so, yeah. That's what I've been doing. But uh, you can find us at One Take Pod, One Take Pod on Twitter, One Take Pod on Instagram, as well as TikTok. You can find us on Spotify, Insta- or you can find us on Spotify as well as Apple Podcasts. Please re- leave us a five star review as well as uh, a written review if you can. You can leave us a review on, uh, or you can leave us a five star review on Spotify. Thank you. 
as well. You would think that I would be good at this by the time uh, 101, 102 episodes rolls around, but I'm not. So yeah, <laughs> you can do all that. Um, Help yeah. us beat the allegations. Write some reviews for us that are positive. <laughs> like I said, you guys already have your six man to come off the bench. Just call me Manu, baby. Just call me Manu. Um, call him Marcus the Microwave Brent. You know, <laughs> no, please. In my in my personal, and never read the comments because you'll be sad for a week. So that's yeah, never never read the comments. I did have a guy. I meant to tell y'all uh, this doesn't help the allegations either. Uh, the the like the main page editor for Breitbart like retweeted one of my like meme tweets. <laughs> Look, Roy, we're we're we've got a pattern of uh, documentation. I don't know here. how that happened. We're, we're calling them out as we see them, bro. You're not helping your kids. Over You're here. not featured okay. in Breitbart. Featured as an incel in the Batman. <laughs> the, oh. the allegations are stacking up. Oh, right? no. No, I, so it was a, I, I retweeted something. It was something that Joe Biden said in his State of the Union where he said, like, uh, we support our troops and go get them, boys, or something like that, which was, just, I think he was just old and like he didn't know what he was saying. But I retweeted it with the, with the Matthew McConaughey, like smoking, like looking at his phone meme from True Detective. <laughs> And I just retweeted the guy because the guy tweeted it and said, like, what does that even mean? And I just like retweeted it like, oh, shit, we're going to war. And I should have looked at who the guy that tweeted it was. <laughs> and it was like some crypto.com shit. And I should have known. Oh, no. Like, oh, God, no. <laughs> and then I looked back at my phone and I had like I had like seven retweets, like 15 likes all of a sudden. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, because I don't get traction on Twitter. I just don't. And I was like, who the fuck? And it was the lead page editor of Breitbart News. And I was like, I delete. I just deleted it. I was like, I'm not. Yeah, I'm like, even for the traction. Like, I'm not doing for the, this. I'm not yeah, doing even this. for the clout. I'm not even doing that. No, thank you. It was like, uh, was, That's not helping no, the allegations, bro. That's not not helping, helping the allegations. The allegations. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was I was like, God damn it! Now I gotta tell this story on the podcast too. Anyway, well, let me get let me get up on this cloud atlas so I can join you guys next week. Oh, you have to be like fully supportive of the cloud atlas. Wait for the I can cloud only have atlas guests who are on my side. Episode. <laughs> All right, that has been a one take podcast. Thank you so much for supporting Dex. What can we do next? Hashtag support Florence Pew, baby, and also you know go to ApolloHU.com. Check out the merch. Check out the articles we're writing. I'm going to write a Batman review. Um, so if you like my takes here, you'll probably like them even more because I'm better at writing than I am at talking. But, uh, you know, so click the pop culture tab up the top. Check us out. And then uh, go to the store and use promo code one take pod O-N-E-T-A-K-E-P-O-D. Check us out. Still. Thanks. Help me beat the allegations. We're out.